Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 31 of Unshackled Liberty. We, we just got done recording uh, with Derek and Jeremiah. And wow. Wow. <laughs> it's like these guys got, got a pretty darn good understanding of, of bottom unity, and they both have a very, uh, very big opinion. Um, it, you know, we wanted to make it a debate. I'll tell you, unfortunately, Gumbo and I did not do a very good job moderating this. It got kind of into a free for all, which which might be fun to listen to. I'm I'm excited I, about the episode. I thought it went great. Because I, I think let him, let him go at it a little bit. I think you know? the conversation went well. Uh, but but for two guys who are supposed to be mon- moderating a debate, we uh, we're, we're not good at that stuff. We're just not. So hey, at least we tried, right? We did. We did try, but they, they, it was good. They, they were well-behaved. Um, I think, I think they, uh, they, they, I think they agree on more than, than they realize. Disagree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's the, kind of the whole point of bottom unity or anarcho coalitionism or whatever you want to call it. But um, what do you think, man? Did you have a good time with it? Yeah. Uh, I, I, it makes me realize like, it's kind of like, uh, this is stupid, but I'll go with it. Uh, so whenever I was in the Navy, I was an AC and R tech. So I worked on 200 ton centrifugal AC units. And every time I would learn something new about that AC unit, I would realize how much I didn't know. Yeah. And that's what I feel like. I feel like uh, as I was getting a little comfortable, I'm learning some of these different philosophies, some of these different takes because it's multifaceted in this, in this arena. Those two together makes me realize how much I don't know. Cause you know, they're, they're tossing out terms and, They've read these books and they're 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 t- making quotes about sophisticated philosophical points from <laughs> libertarian stances and uh, it's beyond me. But uh, hey, I enjoyed it. I learned a lot, and uh, I'd like to do a part two of that, even if it's the same as part one. So. I think I'd, I'd like to also, but uh, we we probably if we're going to do a part two, we should, um, in my opinion, figure out how you and I can be uh a little bit more involved in the conversation yeah um i i enjoyed i enjoyed letting these guys run free and, and of course interjecting here and there to, to to make a point or to capitalize on opportunity to uh you know share some you know share some knowledge right but uh really they they just they just they just went back and forth for the better part of i think how long was that maybe an hour yeah, I actually enjoyed it. An hour and a half, it. maybe? I don't know, but it, I thought it, time flew. It was very, it was very, very good. I'm glad we did it. So, um, episode uh, 31, bro. Yeah, man. Episode Getting 31. There, huh? Yeah, we are. So, uh, without further ado, guys, we're going to go ahead and, and end this intro and, and cut in the music. And, uh, and when we come back, we'll be talking to those dudes. Yeah, all right. All right. So here we are. You see us? Do, do you see the record button? I do. All right. But I'm not talking to you anymore. Why not? You upset me. Did I? How did I? How did I? <laughs> You're unpissoffable. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> unpissoffable. Hey, power bottom unity. What is power? Can we not talk it, about power thought, bottom I, unity? I thought I thought you said power bottom, and then I was like, oh, he said 
bottom unity. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm connecting two things that should not be connected. Yeah, you definitely, there's definitely two things there that should not be connected. One of them, yeah, whatever you do, don't go to, uh, <laughs> don't, don't go Just to urban, tip. don't go to the urban dictionary and look up power bottom. Don't, don't do that. I do not recommend it. He said it and I didn't know what it was. I went and looked it up and now I wish I had, now I wish I didn't know what it was. I wasn't trying to be vulgar. Well, it, I thought, did, I thought that's it, what you said. It, it, it didn't matter. <laughs> well, things happen in life and sometimes we don't have control of them. I agree. Oh man. So we got, we got a few minutes until, uh, until we bring, uh, bring Derek and Jeremiah onto the show. But, uh, so what's new? So we started doing that unshackled Liberty on wheels and, um, I kind of like that. I like the little kind of, we had, cause we haven't really released a show by the time this show releases. Yeah. This is, this is episode 31. It's going to be episode 31. So by the time this show is released uh, to the public, uh, we will have released two other shows, um, 29 and 30, of course. But in the meantime, we do that, you know, just a couple of those little drive time. What is unshackled Liberty on wheels where we just kind of, where we just talk, on that's on one of the, the great road again yeah. <laughs> hey listen for, for those listening unshackled liberty on wheels is like a, a random idea that we both come up with i think q come up with it he's like let's do it man and i was like okay but it's not supposed to be like top-notch audio quality because i got a 2009 tacoma so my bluetooth uh technology <laughs> is on the low end compared to q's brand new truck so yeah. don't judge us and if you do shame on you well so we we, we it's go supposed through. to be grimy yo it's a little grimy. I kind of like it. It's got a little gritty. It's like Santa Cruz, California. You know what I mean? It's uh, <laughs> it's like it's a little bit beach. It's a little bit granola and a little bit gangster. Kind of all rolled yeah. in together. You know what I mean? So, but uh, what are you what are you drinking today? I got a cherry sparkling Lacroix, Lacroix, whatever you call it. Lacroix, Lacroix, La whatever. What do you it. what do you Cajun people call it? Uh, they call it uh swamp piss. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got coffee filled to the brim or the rim yeah. I guess. So uh, I had uh, we, so we had pho last night and I have a, a tendency to um, any any pho or ramen or soup or brothy type stuff. I I, I really like hot sauce and spices. Oh yeah, so I tend yeah. to go overboard. And I did that. And today uh, I was reminded of that. And I also had two huge vats of coffee. So I'm I'm taking it easy, <laughs> sipping on my sparkling water, trying to. Try to keep a smile, you know. Yeah, the, yeah. The, what, so, what do they call that? Some guy at work called it the, called that the hot snake. The hot snake. <laughs> oh god! The, the moment you said that, I was like, "Yes, the hot snake has hot visited snake. me several times today." Yeah, the hot snake. <laughs> and I, I bet you can lava guess. flow. <laughs> this is so stupid. We're like. Uh, <laughs> So, so I recently talked to one of my homeboys in the DMs, you know, in the Delta yeah. mics, right? And, uh, and he's like, man, uh, some, of, some of the stuff that y'all talk about is really dark and I don't know what I could do about it. And I was like, I know that. I mean, we have episodes that are heavy and, and we do need to talk about it. But I was like, we've, we, we've tried to lighten it up a little bit as well, you know, because you don't want everything to be soul crushing. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But sometimes yeah. you got to talk about those things. But uh, I told him, well, I was like, don't. It's out there. If so, what are you going to just not talk about it? Yeah. You know? So, yeah. So I told him, I was like, look, we're going to try to sprinkle it a little bit more with some, some different stuff because this is a variety show. And like I said before, many times we cover a lot of ground. So we're going to have all kinds of folks on. Like I, uh, 
I've been reaching out to people like that's into music, people that's into grilling and barbecuing. I mean, whatever. It's it's all good. So if you're listening to this and you got something cool and some kind of concept you want to bring forth, then do it. Leave us a voicemail on the Anchor app. And yeah. uh, if it's cool and it's clean and we can work it out, we'll uh, we'll, we'll put it, we will we'll do it, that. We'll put it on there. Yeah. The hot snake, baby. The hot snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He said that, and I just kind of went, oh, because I knew exactly what he meant. He, hey, yeah. The lava s- sidewinder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? I don't know. I don't. I, don't I have know. no idea. Yeah. So, so what are you? What are you doing today? What are you doing after we record? I don't know, man. Kids is getting tired of being cooped up in the house. Uh, maybe do something cool for dinner. Uh, got some flank steak. I want to grill sometime this weekend. Maybe do some, some homemade tacos or something, but, uh, I don't know, man. It, it depends. It's hard to tell when you got two year old twins, you know, they, they kind of dictate depending on how they feel and their mood. You can't throw them against the wall because that's wrong. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to finish that last season of the office. Well, there you go this weekend. That's for sure. Got two episodes left, I think. I'm telling you, I know I could do it. I know that my job could do that. I've been saying I've been saying that for years, but it's really gotten it's gotten really silly in the last six months or so. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. For, and, and and for those of you that don't know, Q and I used to work together, side by yeah. side, yeah. hand in hand. And boy, do we have some stories that we can't <laughs> talk about. <laughs> That's true. Uh so I don't know, man. Uh, I want to just tell some, say something funny. Uh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Pressure, pressure's on you. Yeah. Th- thanks for the pressure. Uh, yeah. uh, well, this isn't funny, but this is very important to me. Uh, Deftones, that 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 band that I like so much. Yeah. That you probably don't care about. I don't well, know. Where, I'm not, hey, where are they from? California, hey, baby. Okay. Yeah, well, excuse, excuse me. I'm sorry. What, what part of California? Is it Sacramento? Yes, it is. Oh, so, these, so you, these so are my homeboys. To, you used to kick it with Chino? Oh, yeah, we hang out. We, we would hang out all the time. So anyway, uh, Deftones' ninth album comes out next month, and it's by the same producer that produced White Pony. So that's super cool if you like that kind of music. I've always liked Deftones. They're super cool. So I know I've listened to that song, Ohms, or whatever it was that they released, like five times today. So... But but you gotta like music, you know. It's it's an acquired taste. Maybe their style isn't for you. I like them. I like that. I like that alternative metal, metal that metal. experimental rock kind of sound. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yep. That wasn't funny, but uh, no, no, that's something. good. Yeah, there you go. So that's good. So um, I don't know, man. Just kind of sitting here vegging out, I guess. Um, the funny thing about all this is we could just kind of like. I can edit out all the garbage. So we don't talk. We don't say anything funny. I, I I have I have a good story, a funny story. What you got? So 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 me and Q, we had this boy. He's an active duty marine. He's my homie. He uh he got stationed somewhere else and he had to leave. We all went to church together and stuff. But uh, he's like, hey man, I, I probably brought this up before, but I'm gonna say it again. But he's like, he's like, hey, hey, uh, Gumbo, uh, you want these these parakeets I got? And I was like, no. <laughs> And uh, he's I'm like, not. well, ask your wife. And I was like, okay, I'll ask her. And I was like, hey, hey, babe, do you want these birds? And she's like, yeah. 
So now we have birds. And I was like, I wasn't looking forward to that. And I told her, I was like, look, I'm not having nothing to do with those birds. That's all you. You want these? That's fine. That's just extra stuff I'm going to have to tend to and take care of. I don't want nothing to do with that. Well, over time, they're sweet and cute and I like them. They kind of squawk and they eat when I eat and we've kind of bonded, right? So I was like, can't keep them in this little tiny cage. Got to upgrade for these birds that I've grown attached to. So we went to uh, PetSmart, Petco, whatever the heck it is, and uh, ended up, they had one extra cage to get. It's like this huge cage on wheels. So by the time I put it together in the kitchen, uh, my wife was like, is this too big? And I was like, nope. And I, I said that it, it, it is too big, but I was like, I'm not taking this apart and bringing it back. It's done. What's done is done. This is staying. <laughs> and, uh, so we had them in this cage and it took them a while. They were kind of weirded out for a while because they've been in this little tiny cage that, uh, that our homie cruelly left them in for years. But anyway, that's, that's besides the point. Uh, so they got used to this huge cage and then they, you started seeing them develop a little bit more. They started flying a little bit further. They, they're a little bit more free. They got a little bit more liberty going on even though they're still shackled. Uh, see what I did there? So I got the bright idea when I was getting some dog food one day and I was like, I'm going to get them a birdhouse to put inside the cage because I bet you they're going to lay eggs and they're going to have baby birds. We're going to be like a grandparents of baby birds and I'm going to rub it in my boy's face because he left them in this really small cage because he's cruel. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, it worked. Sure enough, dude, there's like four eggs in there right now. And uh, old, old Red Rocket don't know about it yet, but he's a grandpa or he's going to be soon. So... There's my funny story. Yeah, but I want an omelet. Can I get a parakeet omelet? Dude, I need like 30 of those things. 30, 30 of those little eggs. I'm good. Let's do it. Well, if I have to give the birds to you. I don't things, want the birds. You're taking them. I don't. There's no other option. There's no one else. I have. If, I have. if things go down in the near future and Gumbo has to uh, do some different stuff, Q's taking the birds, man. You're, you're taking them. I have it's only right. I have, I have, I have too many kids already. I have two One's dogs. Leaving. Boom. Well, yeah. One well, kid leaves, two birds. Easy. I no, man, I don't want them. I don't. You're taking them. I'm sorry. I'm going to leave them on your lanai and yeah. call you after the fact. Like, yo, I left you a treat. <laughs> Do you remember the story about the cat that took a dump on my, on my front porch? Oh, how can I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just open the cage and let that cat have fun with it. How's that? That sound? is so mean. I am. Well, I'm a mean That's guy. Cold I'm cold hearted. That's how that works. You're like a big old teddy bear. I am. Well, big, big mean, a big mean smell gorilla <laughs> teddy bear. <laughs> Have you ever met a teddy bear that whenever you're alone with him, he's like, <laughs> is that supposed to be me? Yeah. Um, all right. It's kind of Chewbacca ish. So, what are we doing? What are we doing this week in coronavirus? Oh, uh, Coronavirus, so, more like dumb coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I posted some stuff, and I was like, "Really? Why is this ramping up again?" And of course, people on Facebook is that are that are victims that think that this this whole thing is super severe and everybody's dying. Whenever we all know that the numbers have been exposed, and and I don't think we have to go into detail anymore on this show about what we think about coronavirus and COVID-19 and what's, what's taking place is ridiculous. It's anyway, so I was kind of getting lit up in the comments on Facebook and uh, I just said, dude, people, listen, it is real. Okay. We all know that, but man, you're, you're not going to die. You're going to be just fine. You Q, you even interviewed a dude that had it. And he yeah, said, yeah, it, sucked. it was, it was miserable, yeah. but guess what? He's okay. Yeah. Well, he, he, we, we went through the whole thing and, and uh, he, 
would not recommend going through it for anybody, but he came out the other end and I mean, he's fine as far as I know. I mean, when I, I talked to him, like right, right as he was like within days of being done with the whole process and he was fine. Yeah. So there you go. Um, so yeah. these numbers are, or, you know, people say, oh, thanks, Dr. Gumbo. Guess what, man? I'm not a doctor, but I got common sense. And if you think that there's not other things happening and this is a distraction, you need to uh, refocus your lens, bruh. Yeah. What? So if, if coronavirus is so dangerous, right? What's going on? I mean, I'm, I'm, I just kind of scrolled through. I'm kind of multitasking right now. I'm going through Twitter too right now. You can multitask? Uh, well, I'm not very good at it. I'm not but, good at uh, anything. Yeah, I don't. I just, whatever. But uh, th- there's like, there's like full on riots going on in Portland right now, man. Yeah. Like for real. Hey, dude. For real. So I don't have anything against Portland. I did visit there once and I went to the Portland Rose Festival when I was active duty Navy. And the first couple of nights, we had to go out in our dress whites. It was like a command mando type thing, mandatory, you know. And I, didn't, I don't like doing that because it's like an extra step. You got to go back and change after you can. And it's just kind of ridiculous. But we, we weren't treated very well there by a lot really? of people. But yeah, it was, it was kind of sad. And, and yo, I, I grew up skateboarding and playing punk rock and doing all that stuff as best you can in the South. So I understand being creative and open-minded and, and following in that, you know, that sort of stuff is cool and all, but these people were just straight up nasty to some of my friends. Now there's, there was some good folks that was cool. That was, but there was a lot more people that was really aggressive towards us because we were military that, yeah. and I didn't really like that because we were cool. We're chill. You know, it's not like we're scalping people. You know what I mean? <laughs> that reminds No. Yeah. Dude, that reminds me of a port visit we did in, um, in Cabo, Cabo San Lucas. My, my, my very first foreign port visit, we pulled into Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, which, which I didn't realize it at the time, but it turned out to be, um, well, it sucks because everything after that I compared to Cabo, right? And Cabo yeah. was lit. It was awesome. It was, a, it was a great, it was a great place. Good place. Good place to hang out. A wonderful, beautiful beaches. Awesome. Um, but I'll tell you what, we had like Greenpeace or something, you know, picketing our, our Liberty landing where we would come off the boat and, and they were convinced we had nukes on board. We were, I was on a supply. I was a dude. I was on a supply ship, man. We were we were in the rear with the gear. We were the guys. We were like a floating gas station. We didn't have nukes. And uh, finally, I just leveled with one of them because it was like real aggro. And and I just said, dude, that we don't have any Marines on board. We we're not going to have nukes if we don't have Marines. You know, yeah. The Marines guard all that stuff, and we're just a bunch of sailors. And there's no, you know, we had we had we had ammo holds and things like that for 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 nukes if we wanted. You know, if we had had to yeah. carry him, but was anywhere to go. <clears throat> I probably yeah. don't know enough about that, but I'm, I'm not too concerned about the nuke stuff. I mean, uh, you know, people freak out about it. Okay. I, I get it. You don't like the fact that somebody has some big boom, boom, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, so kind of related, you know, California's got those, got those blackouts going on right now. Um, really, really. Yeah. Yeah. And you know why, right? Cause, uh, no, because they don't have enough power for all the people that live there. You know, you know why? Because they overregulate everything. I was in elementary school, and I remember being in Sacramento, and I remember this big referendum, this big uh, vote that was going on about um, we had a we had a nuclear power plant that was uh, way out in the sticks, like out like halfway between um, a town called Galt and then 
and then the foothills, right? The foothills of the, of the Sierra Nevada mountains and uh, way, way out in the middle. There was nothing there, no, nothing there yeah. but rocks, trees, and like a couple cows, right? And then nothing else. It was a perfect place for a nuclear power plant. And uh, when I was in the Boy Scouts, we used to go, um, yeah, I was in the Boy Scouts. We used, to go, we used to go out and do the, uh, do, go, go camping out there at the lake. And the joke was always you would, you know, come out glowing or you catch a three-eyed fish or something. Because <laughs> yeah, they use the lake for the cooling water, yeah. right? Um, yeah. But so the Sacramento Municipal Utilities District, I think is right, is SMUD. And uh, I don't think they exist anymore, but um, they, they, had, they, had the, they had a nuclear power plant out there. And I remember there was this big vote. And I, don't, I was like maybe 10, 11, yeah. I don't know. But uh, there was a big vote about whether or not it was going to be shut down. And we ended up shutting it down. You know, people, people voted to shut it down. And of course, as a kid, I didn't know a whole lot. But, you know, you look back on it and you go, you got, you got Rancho Seco from where, I, you know, from where I'm from. Incidentally, you guys, did you ever see the movie Howard the Duck? I love that movie. Okay, do you remember that power plant scene? Howard the Duck. Do you remember when they were opening up the the uh, the gateway to the other universe or whatever? And like barely, vaguely, well, they, like so they did. Time. They did that scene at Rancho Seco. Okay, so <laughs> you know, so, I'm, I so I'm a fan of Smud now. Yeah, so, <laughs> Smud. I want my Smud patch. <laughs> Smud, Sacramento Metro Utility District, or uh, Sacramento. I don't know. Municipal. That's what it was. Municipal Utility District. And uh, anyway, whatever. So they're, they don't exist anymore. Uh, Rancho Seco has gone. Every so often they make a big deal about pulling the fuel rods out and everybody gets, gets to go watch. But so you, so you have these, a place like Rancho Seco. There's another one in San Onofre. Uh, you know where Camp Pendleton is? Yeah. Um, so, so San Onofre Beach, I've, I've surfed that beach and it's really, it's nice, nice place out there. And uh, that is shut down. And you have probably a half a dozen more power plants like that throughout the state that are, that never have never operated at capacity. But because of people's lack of understanding of nuclear power, uh, they've, they've been pressured to shut down. So, you know, anybody who's been around nuclear propulsion like us, you know, or around people who have been around nuclear propulsion, they understand yeah. there's, a, there's a fundamental difference between the nuclear energy that goes boom and the nuclear energy that goes hum and boil. And yeah. uh, if you want to have a, a real conversation about green energy and renewable energy and clean energy and you don't include nuclear power, you're just not being honest. Because the waste that's 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 left behind for the amount of power that's generated is is very minimal. And mm -hmm. frankly, the Navy, not a huge fan of obviously the military in general, like you know, whatever, but I mean, if nothing else, the Navy has shown us through all of their submarines and aircraft carriers how to successfully use nuclear power in a very safe and efficient manner. Well, yeah, because you got people grabbing about it and yeah. having their little protests. But when was the last time you heard of anything U.S. No, based? You, you don't. You, never. Yeah. You don't. And you know and, what this reminds me of? That's that that old school movie, that '80s movie, Class of Nukem High. Do you remember that? Nukem High. It's a terrible B movie. No. But I remember seeing it when I was a kid. And this is what this reminds me of. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna send the link into the guys here and see if uh, see if they're ready to come in. But uh, so that was, you know, that's one of the things. I'm glad we talked a little bit about that. If, you're, if we're really talking about nuclear power, or I'm sorry, green energy, you know, and we're not at least talking about nuclear power, then we're just not being honest. Think about if you had like a really small unit in your backyard that could power everything for you. 
Well, wasn't that wasn't that like Back to the Future? Which one was that? Back to the Future Two. The the DeLorean didn't it run off of a like a like a trash and like, like water like, and like a nuclear thing that that created it was it's like kind of, it's, yeah. it's kind of like me I just run off of trash and water and whatever grime I find <laughs> yeah yeah the uh, I don't know man you know didn't we talk about that wasn't that like 2015 what the Back to the Future two. So the so the premise was it was a ni- 1985 was the baseline year right 1985 yeah, yeah and then when he went when he went back in time to the 50s that was 1955 right and then he went into the future 30 years it was 2015 so real simply put dude where's my hoverboard and my flying oh, car I know man you know I, dude whenever I watched like. I remember seeing Michael J. Fox and watching Back to the Future when I was a kid, and I was fascinated with it. I wanted that jacket, those shoes, the hoverboard, the truck. I wanted, I wanted to be that, you know. Yeah. And it never happened. Let down, dude. Let down in 2020. That was a dope truck, though. Oh man, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right. Waiting for the boys. Uh, waiting come for in. the boys. Waiting for the boys. So, so who we're waiting on is uh, it's okay that we're waiting on them because you know we I just gave them the link to the Zoom room, but um, you've got Derek coming in, and then uh, and then we got uh, Jeremiah Harding coming in. So uh, again, we're going to be talking a little bit about bottom unity and not power bottom unity. <laughs> gumbo, gumbo, Sorry. unbelievable! It's a I'm family sh- family show, bro. I, I misunderstood. But- <laughs> I didn't know what you were talking about. Like I told you, I'm the weak I'm link. So, I'm, I'm sorry, the weak that, link in this in this debate because you guys are the. This is y'all's wheelhouse. I'm still learning. Okay. I'm only like, how long have we had this show? How long have you have you been Since, plugging? My brain I think I stuff? think the first real episode we did was in February. Okay, so yeah. so I'm I'm super I'm new blood, man. Look, young blood, what's up, young blood? <laughs> I'm new. I'm fresh. Let me let me be. I like it. I like it. I like it. What's going on here? All right. So, no, man, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to this discussion. So we're going to let these guys, you know, one of the things that, that, that always frustrates me about libertarians, anarchists in general, um, is we, we spend so much time focusing on our differences. And I guess that's normal, right? But, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm of, I'm of the opinion that you get, give me freedom first, you know, and then we'll figure out the details after that. You know, I, I clearly lean right, 100%. Anybody yeah. who's had talked to me for more than five minutes knows that I lean, lean right, pretty hardcore to the right. And I'm not talking about the nationalist, you know, you know Nazi right either. I'm talking about real, real right, you know. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and that's good, I think, for me. But, but I, I understand, at least from, from the perspective of, um, you know, if we're free, I understand why. Uh, some people would 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 trend to the left, you know. Yeah, because um, people are different. We can't all be the yeah. same. We're no, not you're right. We're not and, clones. And and you know, obviously, it's. I don't think there's nothing. There's. I don't think there's anything wrong with birds of a feather flocking together, so to speak. You know, it's just kind of. We we tend to gravitate towards people that we're most most <clears throat> like. Yeah. Um, I would much rather see the libertarian movement focus on the things that we have in common, and which is you know our our disdain for the for the, uh, for the state. Um, I see Derek trying to get in. I'll go ahead and admit him. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you like being, being a newbie into a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, what I have noticed, like maybe a little bit on the negative side is like 
There's a lot of infighting, man. A lot of rabbit punches to the oh, back of the head. Yeah, there is. And there's there's a lot so of... many different flavors. It's like, no wonder like an outsider who was trying to figure this stuff out is like, uh, I'm not sure what's going on here. What's up, dude? Hey, what's going on, homie? What's <laughs> up? How you doing, bro? Look at Good, those pretty man. blue eyes you got. Oh, yeah, you're handsome. You're handsome. Dang. <laughs> handsome. I'm a fatty that's uh, slowly transition. I'm in, I'm in mid-transition. You... Yeah. You don't look anything like you're... Uh, I'm a trans fat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So how you been, bro? Good, man. Yeah? Pretty you don't, good. You don't look anything like your, your, uh, your avatar or whatever that is. Your, your, uh, yeah, unfortunately. Profile. I yeah. wish I had the f- traps of Johnny Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mama. Hey, you know what's funny? My little brother he used to love uh, Johnny Bravo, and he used to always tell me the same joke over and over. We're 11 years apart, and he'd always say, Oh, mama, want to fill my muscles? 10, minutes, ten, ten bucks a second. <laughs> <laughs> you would like to, 10 bucks a second. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Johnny Bravo, man. I used to not have, we, I was only able uh, to watch, what was that, Cartoon Network that was on? Yeah. yeah I was yeah. only ever watched that at like my grandparents' house. That was one of my favorite shows growing up. Yeah. Good show, man. I, uh, I've never seen it. I know the character. I've been called Johnny Bravo before. I uh somebody said I look like him. Obviously, I can see that. I'm not blonde. I'm not blonde. Sunglasses and a nice big uh, flat top. What's it? What's it called? A a pompadour. Pompadour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I think you could rock it. There we go. How's that? Are we good? I'll put that on for you. Yeah. Got your lokes on, bro. (laughs) (laughs) You're appropriating my culture. (laughs) Well, you know, it's it's what we do. It's what we do around here. So we're uh, we're just we're just small talking it, uh, waiting waiting for uh, I guess Jeremiah to come on. Um, All right. So, uh, so how are, how are things on, uh, you know, on burning boots, man? How are you guys doing? Pretty good. You're breaking yeah. up a lot, by the way. I don't know if that's going to affect the end result audio. Yeah, you're, you're getting kind of glitchy there, homie. I am? Yeah. I don't know if it's a network thing, though. I think it's like a hardware thing or something. I don't know. It's probably because I'm present that something's going wrong. <laughs> Just saying. I'm going to do my best not to swear, man. I, it's yeah, it's going to be hard because, you know, if you know me, I, I swear like a sailor. Well, so in, the, in case I do, uh, if in case I do swear, I'm going to try and catch myself. Do you like make edit markers or anything? Are you going to censor this at the end if I do? No, you're not. I am, I am glitching. Hey, here's what I'm going to do, All guys. Right. We're going to go ahead and end the recording and I'm going to send the link out again. Um, okay. okay. That, that, we, that we had a problem with that earlier and I think it worked out. So I'll just, uh, what I'll do is I'll end the recording. And send the link back out, and we'll do our best to kind of edit through this whole little rough stuff out here. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. All right, refresh us. Let's do it, dude. So we're rolling. So, um, hey guys, so so we're on the show on Shackled Liberty. We've uh, we've got Derek and Jeremiah here to join us. Here, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about bottom unity, and I think we've got some baseline rules. Um, and and I don't know what that. I mean, I've never done a debate like this before, or I don't know if you want to call it a debate or a discussion. It's totally up to you guys. I'm not. What's oh, a not debate? Sold. What? Okay, what is a debate? A debate is a formal discussion involving disagreements, usually to try and reach some sort of conclusion. Right. So we can. Um, That's never what a debate is. <laughs> I mean, not be, not between people who don't want, who do, like don't actually want a debate. Sure. Hey, I, I will say though, we got That's Jeremiah in the quarter with the chaos emeralds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're, we'll start out. Um, if you want, who wants to go first? I want to give you guys like five minutes to talk a little bit about your position on bottom unity and what bottom unity means to you, why you are opposed or why you are for it. And uh, I so black. Our, he goes first. Okay. And so arguing in favor of bottom unity will be Jeremiah arguing up in, uh, against bottom unity will be, will be Derek. Are we good? Is everybody agree with that? 
I. Yeah. Okay, right on. So, uh, who want you, Derek? You want to go for? Are you prepared to give an opening statement, or did you want to talk a little bit about your show first, and then and then jump into an opening statement, or how you want to do this? Nah, I'm, forget the show. It's real fine. fluid. Real fluid, man. I, we're <laughs> we're we're not hard over on any rules here. So, yeah, you're up, no, buddy. Go it's ahead. Fine. It's fine. All right. So I know we talked in the chat. We should probably define what bottom unity is. Uh, I guess Jeremiah, if you want to, if you want to jump into, I'll I'll just go ahead and kind of give my understanding of it. But I see it as. Um, it's kind of like the unification of anarchists or maybe people who identify as anarchists. I don't know. Basically the bottom strip. Okay. Of the Nolan compass. Yeah. That, that's a point of the uh, political chart. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm not really sure what the goal of bottom unity is or if it should even have a specific goal. Uh, but I guess they are aligning to accomplish some kind of goal. I guess it's either abolishing or limiting the state or maybe it's just to maximize freedom. I don't know. What do you think the goal of bottom unity actually is? Uh, the goal of bottom unity is to use what limited people we have uh, in the struggle against the mass uh, consciousness that is the state and also against its machinations. All right. What's, a, mecha what's a machination? Um, machining. The, <laughs> the, the, the smash the machine. I I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <Inst> <laughs> institutionalized just, yeah, yeah, violence yeah. man yeah right on dude okay so um that's that's your guys's uh so why are we opposed to bottom unity Derek? well i think first of all as anarchists we are fundamentally against aggression um and that's what makes us anarchists to me um we believe that there's no justification possible for the use of aggression ever uh so anyone, basically, in other words, anybody who does believe that aggression is always wrong is an anarchist. Uh, if you believe in bottom unity, um, you necessarily believe that all anarchists, I don't, know, I don't know if I should say all anarchists or all people who identify as anarchists, I don't really know what's correct, but all anarchists across the political spectrum uh, oppose the state on the grounds that it commits aggression. And I don't, think this is the case among all anarchists um i oppose a bottom unity as a concept primarily because uh anarchists across the political spectrum which by the way just to clarify um the left right divide uh amongst anarchists i do believe is a real thing and in my view it sort of designates the belief uh, about property rights like which forms of property rights are justified but anarchists across the spectrum of property ethic uh, don't have a central definition of the state in the first place. And not all people who identify as left anarchists oppose aggression in all of its forms. Um, and I know everyone kind of likes to point to Weber's definition of the state, um, which is basically just that the state is the monopoly on the use of force uh, or violence in a geographic region or whatever. Um, I think it's all well and good, but it doesn't address the problem of uh, our disagreements with the left about property rights, which I think is the most fundamental disagreement. Like the state as we understand it as libertarians is just the institution that commits aggression across a, a given region. And anarcho-capitalists, at least these days, don't put much focus on analyzing hierarchies and whether they're justified or not. Um, and I think that's really just because to determine whether anything is justified, uh, only requires that you identify whether or not aggression has been committed. Okay. 
So to an anarcho-communist, and I, I hope that Jeremiah is not rolling his eyes at me already bringing this up, but to an anarcho-communist, the state exists as an institution to enforce unjust hierarchies that exploit the working class or the productive capacity of people or whatever in order to sustain itself. And honestly, I don't have a disagreement with that definition of the state, if that is uh, what Jeremiah would agree uh, as far as what anarcho-communists believe. But to me, I get hung up on the fact that they also consider capitalism uh, to be under this umbrella of unjust hierarchy. Um, so they want to abolish capitalism for the same reasons. They don't want to just abolish the state. They necessarily want to abolish private property also, okay? Um, I don't want to hear Jeremiah tell me that not all anarcho-communists are against abolishing private property. Yes, they are. <laughs> if okay. all they wanted was was communal or collective property, uh, they could do so under private property norms uh, by, I don't know, they could form initial contracts and uh, for the property title or whatever, and they can come together and homestead property as individuals under the normal Lockean property norms. Um, but collective property, I don't believe, arises normatively like private property does. We believe that the only justification for collective property is by contract. Uh, that wouldn't... Uh, that wouldn't make a, that person a communist to me uh, if they agree with this justification of collective okay. property from private property as valid. All right. Um, that's, yeah. that's, so, that's a that's, mouthful, bro. So yeah. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a lot. I caught, I caught probably 12, 13% of that. But, uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. No, 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 you're good. Uh, it's, and it's, it's not you. It's, it's me. It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I'm, 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 I'm the dummy. But we'll, uh, well, so your, your biggest, your biggest issue that I could glean from that was that, uh, you, you disagree with the concept of bottom unity based on private property. Um, yes. Given that, exactly. given that the right leans so heavily on the, on the rights to private property, whereas the left tends to want to abolish that. And then I got that. Okay. Um, Jeremiah, did you, did you want to do your opening statement of your, your in favor position of bottom unity? Yeah, fool. And I actually have something pre-written because, uh, I'm I'm not a I'm not a civil person unless I write it down ahead of time. So this is my five-minute pre-recorded spiel. Um, well, at least in text form. Yeah. Um, so I've been invited yet again to make people sad, and I aim to do just that. In this case, this performance will act as round two with Derek from the Burning Boots podcast, which should really be called Learning Boots, as it seeks to dominate libertarians from an allegedly libertarian <laughs> point of view. This is because not only do the people there only advocate for right unity and claim the left cannot be libertarian, which ignores history and fact, but they also have a propensity to exclude women from the same. I only mean to engage with the prior concern, although the latter concern is partially addressed by it, given the fact that the left is traditionally more concerned with demographic justice than is the right, it would make sense that a movement to unify with the left libertarians the right libertarian mentality would also necessarily integrate women into it, because there's no way to be a left libertarian misogynist. But I don't want to get lost in the weeds there. What I mean to discuss simply is the fact that these people do not understand enough about both libertarian wings in order to come to a proper judgment on whether or not left libertarians can be worked with. Additionally, for individualists, my opponent and his allies are often some of the least individualist people when it comes to their political opponents, lumping them all together, which was the basis for our previous interaction. 
you see what led to the previous debate we had, if it can even be called that with all the interruptions, fallacies, and dismissals of the things that I was saying. Was Great defense one, of bottom unity so far. Was awesome. one banner being held by people with no interest in libertarian unity, especially with the right, saying we will tread. Being used as the basis for claiming libertarian unity was a scam. Well, if all I have to do is find the least charitable example on one alleged side as the example of why I'm right, well, I hereby proclaim I'm right about everything. Clearly, there is no room for good faith argument within this paradigm, and I don't need to know anything about the philosophies associated with what I attack. I only need to find the worst example of my opponents and tar the rest of them with that. Might be why there was an argument on their show when I brought up the idea that maybe you should read the books associated with the philosophies you attack before you attack them. But this sort of anti-individualized individualism is a threat to historical individualism and individualism as a concept. It's also an affront and anathema to logic itself. For instance, Bolnust, or Josiah Moore, calls himself a Christian and then insults a huge score of God's creations in an attempt to claim that the only way to be a libertarian is to be a bigot just like he is. Most libertarians haven't even heard about him much to his dismay. And he doesn't help this by constantly violating social media's terms of service by being a bigot in public. So he constantly gets banned from those social media platforms and has to rebuild from the ground up. If I were to use him as an example of libertarian Christianity, specifically right libertarian Christianity, and dismiss all right libertarians or Christians because he makes them look bad, I would have to necessarily exclude my sister who spits on people like him. Knowing that groups have variation with them is the key to understanding this particular debate. And the fact that my opponent homogenizes people while under the guise of individualism is not only laughable, but anti-libertarian. Manifest in this idea Ooh. is the idea that individualism itself has some leftist schools, not the least of which is individualist anarchism, which is traditionally considered to be on the left. Anyone who has studied both left and right libertarians have made themselves familiar with this fact, but my opponent and his co-hosts did not. And that's why a lot of these disagreements come to bear. A lack of research and over the and a lack of willingness to reach over the aisle in anything other than an attacking fashion. But left libertarianism includes many schools, not the least of which are mutualism, syndicalism, agorism, individualist anarchism, egoism, and yes, anarcho-communism, my opponent's boogeyman. And to disregard all of them because one of them upsets him, and to disregard all of that one group because a small minority behaves in a way you don't like, is intellectual <laughs> cowardice, what? whereby an abject oh, refusal wow. to interface with people acts as a proxy philosophy rather than fostering uh. a real logical rebuke or the acceptance that maybe we should be working together. <laughs> the purpose of my side of this debate will be to illustrate my opponent's dearth of factual basis for his mm -hmm. dismissal of unity as a concept and to elucidate the well-established bases for the libertarian unity argument. The state grows ever larger by the day and every second we point our barrels at each other rather than upward is another unit of power in the hands of the state. The anti-unity position is not only fallacious, but it is a war among needless enemies. And as the great Randolph Bourne well said it, war is the health of the state. All right. I can't so even send a proper text. Yeah. <laughs> How about... Goodness. 
so 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 just just establish your position jeremiah you're you're in favor of uh trying to uh, attain bottom unity and and the basis of that is because uh we have a common enemy right even Absolutely. even even among all of us down on the bottom row uh your 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 basis of your position is is that uh, the state is the common enemy okay the common enemy point, is anybody who barrel supports aggression yeah. Uh, especially against upwards. private property. Okay. That's the enemy. So you, you mentioned something in there, Jeremiah, about agorism. Um, and maybe this is an education for, for, for me, oh right? So did, would you, do you guys both consider agorists to be, to be left, left libertarians? I do, uh, and because I know the history. But go yeah. ahead, Derek. Uh, I don't know. Do agorists uh, support private property rights? Uh, that isn't an argument. I know it's a question. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, isn't a lot of agorists do. being agorists what, without realizing that they're agorists? Look, my understanding of that, and I've only ever read uh, Libertarian Manifesto uh, by Konkin, um, or new, whatever it's called, New Libertarian Manifesto. I, uh, the only difference I can understand between agorists and anarcho-capitalists uh, is that agorists don't believe that uh, you can achieve liberty by participating in the state. In fact, that it makes you not a, the libertarian, N-word, not a real libertarian. Uh, and also, I guess it has something to do with uh, counter-economics. Like, that is really the only fundamental way that we could fight the state. Is that fair? Is that a fair uh, summary of, of agorists? Partially. Uh, it also criticizes corporations, uh, the fact that corporations right. themselves um, are a product of the state and not the market. I do and believe that, they that. And that they mimic the state and I not a market. A, I don't think that that's uh, exclusive to agorism. It was a stark difference from Murray Rothbard's anarcho-capitalism. Murray Rothbard did maybe not so. like that he was saying maybe, that. Maybe so with Murray. You might be and, right about that. And the whole thing, the whole New Libertarian Manifesto was a direct response to right. Rothbard's anarcho-capitalism. I read the letters, actually. And it was, uh, it was the initiation of the divide between he, he and Rothbard. Uh, because basically Rothbard started to get salty that, he, that Konkin didn't like his uniting with the right. And uh, his like basic cucking to the paleocons, Pat Buchanan, etc. Mm -hmm. um, and he didn't like that slow slide he was starting to see. Um, of course, not Pat Buchanan at the time, more like the party arcs of the Libertarian Party. Um, and at that time, specifically the Coctopus, uh, which is what he called the, the uh, sort of uh, corporate and state associations uh, that were slowly taking over the Libertarian Party under um, under I forget the guy's name the, the the chairman at the time but basically he saw a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, corruption on that score and he decided to swing hard left um, and start the movement for the Libertarian Left which later became the Alliance for the Libertarian Left. So what what in your opinion makes that Libertarian uh, Left? Okay, so. Uh, I, I have a rather specialized definition that a lot of uh, leftists and rightists can basically agree to uh, that, that, I, that I set forth uh, in, in a lot of debates. I was on um, breaking the rules, which a lot of them are very statist, so calling it breaking the rules was an amusing thing. But um, I was on that show not too long ago, and uh, basically I got into an argument with the left libertarian and when he asked me my definition of left, uh, he actually ended up agreeing with the way I described it. So this is that. Picture triangles, right? Because we're talking hierarchy. 
picture a, um, a really pointy, very tall triangle. That's more right, like right-ended. If you've got that big, tall, pointy triangle with mm-hmm. one guy at the top, lots of people in between that guy and the bottom, that's, that's the heightened hierarchy of the right. Whereas if you have a more horizontalized hierarchy where the triangle is flatter and maybe there's one guy at the top, sure, or no guys at the top in the case of left libertarians, um, and a bunch of like sort of bureaucracies that have like tons and tons of people in between the, uh, the, the, the bottom and the top, um, that's more left libertarian. So like it, it, the, the proximity of access to the top is what would make it left. It's just a matter of the complexity um, and the sort of machinations of that. So essentially, uh, a left libertarian seeks to have a more democratized hierarchy or no hierarchy at all. Um, whereas the right seeks to have as high a hierarchy as you want. It's your business. Okay. <clears throat> See, I always think of uh, right and left uh, in terms of property rights. Um, so I don't, I don't know if I actually agree that uh, with your uh, triangle thing, at least with the left, um, just because it, it, it's harder maybe to what get elected democratically to be part of the ruling class on the left um, than it is to, I don't know, homestead property. And now you're at the top of the, you're at the top of the triangle of the property that you own. Um, See, here's the thing. Um, Because earlier, you said a well-repeated trope that has been thoroughly responded to by many leftists, which is that uh, they don't believe in property rights. I didn't say property rights. I said private property rights. Okay, private property rights. They distinguish your house, your land. Yes, I'm well aware. That's why I I carefully chose my words, Mm -hmm. Jeremiah. That you personally use uh, from something that you might rent or hire people to work on. So, and this is just like under the furthest, like uh, I gotta be very specific here because I'm on a different person's screen. The furthest left quadrant, Mm -hmm. that's where that is. Um, Mutualism has different rules. Syndicalism has different rules and agorism certainly has different rules. It's it's much more equilateral in terms of the triangle um, and it's closer to the right, but it's not quite there yet. So basically, uh, the property rights distinction isn't that you can't be at the head of your own property. The property rights distinction is that you can't be at the head of somebody else's property. And I don't necessarily buy all of their, like 100% of their arguments against things like, you know, rent, um, you know, wage labor. I think there are places for that sort of thing in a libertarian paradigm. However, I also think that there are places for things like communes in a libertarian paradigm. And in a short bit, I plan to bring up some writings of Walter Block, noted anarcho-capitalist. Oh, I, uh, look, which, I don't believe in what I'm saying here. I think it's perfectly valid to have communes yeah. within, I, within libertarianism. So, yeah, from, and, you know, from my but perspective, I've always looked at that whole that, you know, I prefer to be in a much more market environment. That's that's where my that's my comfort zone, right? So, but I can see why somebody would want to. I can see why a group of people might want to pool their resources, purchase some land, and then and then have their own little commune out there. But it's to me that's like a voluntary process, and then and then allowing themselves to live live in a in a in a in a communist environment or a communal environment. 
Um, so where, where's the point where like a business, you know, you're a business owner, Q, where's the point where having a business goes sour, goes bad. And, 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 and Derek and Jeremiah's view, you have to bring me up to speed. I'm, I'm slow. So like, like let's say for I owned me, a business. For me, for me as a business owner, the moment yeah. I have to pay taxes is when it's, it's a very sour day for me, you know? <laughs> can, well, can the business itself, yeah. your, like if, if I had a business, when, when does my business, uh, where's the line? You know, where, where, line? Where, I, I feel like yeah, it, I'm, it, I'm not clear. Yeah. Well, yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Let me, okay. So let's say I, I had a business and, um, I'm trying to grow it. Where's the point where I would go to the wrong side of things like to make wrong? it corporate. Oh, well, I own, mean, if you're, you if you're going privately, if, and, yeah, you, and so, also do you, uh, pay wages to, to employees for your business? Yeah. 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 You'd be on the right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. You'd be on the right. I wouldn't say, I w see, that's the thing. Um, when you said corporate, that would be wrong, according yeah. to any libertarian perspective, unless, of course, you're just essentially trying to play the state's game um, while you're trying to oppose it. I have a, I have a good friend named Finian Cornelison, who uh, was a longtime sponsor of what I do. And uh, he, he has an LLC because basically you need that sort of thing to compete in, in, in a lot of um, sorts of economies. But uh, he definitely opposes the idea of corporations and uh, wants a day when they aren't there. And um, that, that's, he, he definitely identifies as an agorist and uh, would rather uh, have an environment where having an LLC doesn't give you any advantages. But essentially, um, I mean, the, the only thing that I would say at all has a libertarian impact, like an impact on your libertarianism, would be the existence of a corporation. I mean, you can have whatever levels of, of essentially your, your business as you want, as long as it remains voluntary and be a right libertarian. You can't be a left libertarian and do that, but you can no be way, a right libertarian. What's the, what's the that's not so sorry, that, that probably wasn't very clear, but it's the best I could do. So There's no way but, that's the only thing that differentiates. Is that what you said? There, that's the only thing that differentiates a right no, libertarian? No, I said that's, that's the only thing that would make it wrong that he listed. So what is it about yeah. a corporation that is, that, is, uh, <clears throat> that is so undesirable? Is it their, is it their partnership with the state? Is that only how exists exist in, yeah. only me, exists with the state. Or the, or the fact that it doesn't exist yeah. otherwise. It the fact a, that yeah, because, in leader. the eyes of the state, it's basically, it's a manufactured human being. It's, <laughs> it's like it's its own entity. So I'll you read know? Konkin's uh, yeah. reason for this, because I think if I'm arguing from an agorist perspective, which is what it appears that um, I'm, I'm being asked to do, um, but like, I, I think if I'm doing that, it would be best to just quote the source there material. Yeah. In an agorist society from the New Libertarian Manifesto, division of labor and self-respect of each worker capitalist entrepreneur will probably eliminate the traditional business organization, especially the corporate hierarchy in imitation of the state and not the market. Most companies will be associations of independent contractors, consultants, and other companies. Many will blah, 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 blah. Um, so basically he, he, would, uh, he would call them an imitation of the market or of the state and not the market. Right. And he calls it a fictitious individual created by the state and endowed with privileges. Some privileges besides subsidies and tariffs or special, special tax rates, limited liability, exemption from regulation, yep. licenses, and legal benefits in court disputes. True, 
they have some drawbacks, but none compares to an unincorporated white market business. So functionally, yeah, it, functionally, it's it's their partnership with the state and the fact that they can only exist with with the help of the state. That, it's because it's it. not it's not justified for an individual to commit a crime against against property, which yep. is the only kind of crime that can ever possibly exist. Uh, for that, for other people to be necessarily included in the restitution of of that offense. So, and that's what uh, that's what a corporation does. It's it is just the government defending the actions of one person and being able to just distribute restitution across a group. Diffusion of responsibility. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Okay. All right. And you know right. what? That is acting in a way that I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> that is aggression. Yeah. So, so go I, I want to get I want to get back to kind of the the, the matter the, the the focal point is is uh, you know the bottom unity uh should or should not so to speak so um man i, I, I let me ask you this so yeah, what if thank you saved me what what if burning boots it's it's already doing really well that's great i'm i'm really happy for you guys but what if it continues just to 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 grow and to grow and to grow would would you create would you like make a an official business get an llc on that thing like if it and you could make you know what I mean? Like how high could it, could you go? Where's the point where it's like, no, we're not doing that. Is, does that make any sense? Yeah, no, I, I oppose uh, private prop or I'm sorry. I oppose uh, intellectual property. Oh, oh, don't go me out of contest. <laughs> I oppose intellectual property. We have in our, uh, in our little copyright symbol, we just says intellectual property is gay pirate our bonus episodes. I don't care. There you go. Yeah. If you want our bonus episodes, I'll send you the RSS link. We ask for a dollar. You don't have to give it to us. Uh, but that was our initial, uh, Hey, maybe uh, we can make some money. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not trying to take a shot. I'm just trying to understand because uh, uh, yeah. no, no, it's fair. No. Understands stuff no, I would be I, personally, I, personally, I would be against uh, uh, corporating under, under the state um, for my benefit. Yes. Okay. What is Jeremiah what is what? in the same way as I, I oppose intellectual property? It's a, it's a fictitious thing created by the state to empower psychopaths. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Jeremiah, what, what about you? Like, I know you got a lot of different things that you have going on. What if you were approached and said, Hey, we could really take this somewhere else. You know, what, what, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I'm never going to see control of what I do. Um, so, I mean, if it was somebody else pitching that, that sort of thing so that they could take the reins, I'd definitely say no. But um, to be very specific, um, I think some businesses specifically uh, legally have to get incorporated at a certain point. Um, I, you know, and I plan to be in some of those businesses at some point, but um, I'm still going to push for a day when incorporation doesn't happen at all. Okay. Do you think that that's uh, do you consider yourself an agorist? Um, I'm the bottom strip. I'm okay with any of them. Okay. So uh, you're everything. Well, I mean, a lot of them wouldn't like me saying that, but yeah, I'm pretty much, I'm okay. Like, do you support I, aggression against uh, private property or do you believe that it's justified? So here's the thing. Uh, if it's justly acquired private property, yes. uh, no. Um, so where's so, that line? Where's that line drawn? I know that well, there, and, Twitter, Twitter explodes granted, every, yeah, Twitter explodes granted, every so oh, often. Oh, please, let's yeah, talk yeah. about this. This is such yeah. a good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's so, that line drawn? Where, where, what, is, what is justly acquired private property versus unjustly acquired private, private property? Where's that line drawn? So let me ask you something. Justly, uh, you know, private property, and that's you, you can go ahead. I'll I'll, I'll play black, <laughs> dude. I mean, I'm just saying, like, 
uh, private, like the way I see private property rights, like as granted by the state, I mean, it's, it's conquest and then the state quote unquote owns it. Of course they don't actually own it. Uh, and then they sell it to people. It's a, it's like, as if, uh, I were to steal, I were to steal your watch and then sell it to gumbo. And then a gumbo is just like, this is now my watch. You know, like I bought this property from the government. Like, but that is not, you are not, you do not have the best claim to that watch. So how far That's back what, does that go? That's a question. I guess a question within a question because, yeah, you know, I think you I, go I back don't, a long time. I, I do wanna, believe uh, in reparations. Yeah. I do believe that, the, and I mean, not in the way that it's practiced now, but anyway, but, but to answer that question, at least from my, from my view, there's only justified private property. There's no such thing as unjustified. What we have like now, if the state has granted some special thing, like they, they own the land and then they sold it or whatever. Um, frankly, I don't think that you, that you justifiably own that property. No. Well, look at Hawaii. That's a perfect example. The, the state owns everything here. The parks, the, they own everything the anywhere. Yeah. That's... Yeah. So yeah. everything the state touches turns to crap. No, yeah, you're right. Screws up everything. Yeah, forever for well, everyone. So specific. I mean, one of the things that we could we could spend time on this. I'm sure Jeremiah wants to jump in here eventually. You can cut me sure. off. Don't, don't don't feel bad about cutting me off, Jeremiah. I want to give you guys every opportunity to talk. But oh, don't I, worry, um, I won't feel bad. <laughs> so <laughs> I have no so, feelings. So I know, but I, you guys, you look at you look at specifically look at the United States of America, right? The the land in which we all occupy some some space somewhere within these these political boundaries, right? Mm. Um, much of that land through conquest was, you know, taken away from, from, from prior inhabitants. Now, a lot, now they didn't, you know, when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about the American Indians or Native Americans or whatever, whatever we're allowed to say these days, right? I don't know. Yeah. Um, we, they didn't inhabit they'd, they'd all of the first, land, right? These but, days they'd be called First Nations people. Oh, I don't know what the rules are, man. I'm just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know they were the first? Well, so well, I I don't, but um, but they we're getting, we're getting they certainly side, have we're a higher again. claim to that uh, that, that yeah. title than we do. So, so the question I so the, so that question is how far back do we go, right? So um, and then what what is the what is the uh, the what are the ramifications of this answer, right? Because most of us, I you know, I'm I, I speak for myself obviously, but I assume that you guys fall in kind of the same line. I'm kind of a mutt, right? Like like my people, when you talk about me and my DNA and my makeup. I come from all over various parts of Europe, right? And then, of course, you know, I'm descended from, from men and women that, 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 that come from various parts of Europe and yada, 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 and so on and so forth. Yeah. And then, so let's say just for a second, here I am out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean on an island that, that is historically, traditionally, obviously not a European island, you know. Um, so, this, so this question is how far back do we go, you know, and what are the ramifications of that? And what do you do for somebody who's, you know, Scandinavian, Scottish, Irish, British, French, German, if and everything, you know? If they can, yeah, if they could show that they have a better claim to that land than you do, then I think that it, it, it's your obligation to uh, give it back to them or at the least make the, them whole. Yeah, the point was, the point, the point was not to justify theft, right? That's not, the, that, the point of the question is never to, that was not to justify I'm not trying theft. To, no, and no, and no, neither am I, neither am I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I just like at some point, I don't know. I don't know what you do. So Jeremiah, you got you got to say on that, Jeremiah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I did because I I don't want to stop valid discussion. You know, yeah. even even if it's like acceptable or whatever. Um. So part of the thing uh, is going to be 
um, finding out claims. But a lot of these claims are based on lands that were already awarded over. Mm -hmm. um, and essentially, um, a, a lot of them are going to be based directly on um, some sort of like uh, agreement that was made, some sort of treaty. The U.S. pretty much shredded all their treaties anyway. And, and a lot of that is, is damaged goods at this point. And that's why Oklahoma just had that big shuffle up. Um, so, you know, that particular part of the question is difficult to answer. Um, and my easy response is that the, the people who are actively benefiting from the state now would have to distribute that to everybody because mm -hmm. ultimately that's <clears throat> like, that would be the best restitution. You just kind of snap the, state the line robs here. Us because they're, 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 um, the state robs us all. Yeah. The state yeah. is a parasite against us all. And the fact that we were born under this parasitic system um, doesn't mean that, A, the people who came before us were not also born under a parasitic system um, and did the best with what they had, um, or that, B, the people that they you know, took it from weren't also taking land at the same time because let's let's not forget there were wars here um oh yeah so yeah. i'm not trying to pull that position that some of these people do that says because they were already like in war it's all okay but what i am saying is that at this particular point uh the best possible like outcome as far as i'm concerned uh would be a total like uh reshuffle from what the state has and uses and uh and and sort of moving that to us and the like this would be in an ideal circumstance that is unlikely to happen that being that the state is totally abolished very unlikely um but to be completely specific um if that unlikely circumstance ever did arise it would be because there was sufficiently low argument levels that a lot of these problems were already solved, that we already found a way to peace. Like a lot of these are chicken egg arguments where mm. we're trying to put our current predispositions against the like potential future, which would necessarily be relatively better than this one. So I think that a lot of these things would be answered by then. And, um, and also, I think that uh, that there would be a mutual sympathy between you know the workers and the the struggling entrepreneurs and the you know mutualists syndicalists and uh, and and communists trying to live their lives more peacefully on their own land and getting wakeoed and ruby ridged. Yeah. Um, I think there would be a lot more sympathy and therefore solidarity between people if a struggle sufficiently large enough to assume the state, well, sorry, to, to put the state in the grave um, and sufficiently uh, lasting enough to avoid its exhuming um, would likely put us in a position where we were more likely to listen to one another anyway. Um, and I don't think- I'm not gonna listen to anybody who believes that aggression and, against private property is justified. And, and this I don't is think, like the whole crux of the issue. And I don't think anyone uh, who like, gets to that point um, is going to say that, for instance, you don't own your home because somebody had a better claim to it, which is what we were discussing. Mm -hmm. But like ultimately, like the issue of, of state property 
that they are currently holding and trying to redistribute, um, especially for, in the form of banks foreclosures and um, and sorts of like high high predatory nature uh, loan agreements, that sort of things, where the banks get bailed out first, and we get like yeah. maybe scraps later. Scraps. Um, like a lot of that stuff. I think would probably get reshuffled. Like a lot of the empty homes that were stolen to begin with, that sort of thing, those things would be filled. Because a lot of the arguments that I hear from like the left, especially the far left is, we've got all these homeless people in all these empty homes, which is a reasonable point. Because there are a ton of homes just running derelict um, and empty buildings in general, while we wait for these state-sponsored banks uh, right. benefiting from state privileges in the form of predatory loans and heavily um, state-sponsored, essentially theft, where they uh, they kick people out of their homes either early or like viciously aggressively, uh, using a police force, gentrification, that sort yeah. of thing, squeezing Every them out of their neighborhoods. State problem, of course. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like they think, and they're not wrong that uh, that the state and capital have worked together to create that sort of poverty and that it could be very easily reversed by just taking them from the banks which are state properties essentially anyway wow okay yeah. uh so what so were, what were we talking about again i don't i don't know dude <laughs> <laughs> we're like, we were talking no, about we, we, we were, were talking about look, whether or not property had a legitimate yeah. claim and and, and where and where do we how far back do we go with that right so mm -hmm. and and so it seems like jeremiah you're more along the lines that you want to kind of maybe snap the chalk line as at at as close to now as possible yes uh, to avoid conflict yeah and then and then and then the whole point of you're interested in digging 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 deeper and deeper until we find the rightful owner centuries back is that correct whatever yeah. whatever you could do I, I it wouldn't be up to me to do that you know what i mean it, right, right. Oh, like yeah. a, it would be up to whoever you know wants to dig into it to find for whoever right i mean and i think it might be possible up to you know hundreds of years for some things um and that would be legitimate you know you could produce a bill of sale as walter block says or whatever it might be i mean but like it it's definitely true that um that restitution has to be cro like multi-generational at least i mean because like if i stole like again like if i stole your watch and then like uh two generations down you know you've passed it on to your uh, gr uh your grandchildren or whatever uh, that grandchild, in my opinion, still does not is not the rightful owner of that watch. It, he does not have the best claim to it, mm. as Hava would say. You know, he it, it would be probably whoever the other person would, and that's hard to determine, of course. But it would probably be whoever uh, would have passed it on to their kin or whatever. Like, that. yeah. So how do we? How do we? How would we enforce something like that? Somebody could generate a, a false claim to something, or maybe maybe a genuine. That would claim. be fraud, and that's yeah, uh, a genuine that claim illegal. to something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be fraud, and that's wrong. Okay. Well, how do we? People, how do, people do wrong crap all the time. Yes. Yes, they do. Yeah. Like I have something. <laughs> I have something I want to ask Jeremiah, and I think this this might actually end the debate in a way. Um, I meant to ask this earlier, and I forgot. But and you you semi answered it already. But like, would would you let anarchists who do believe that aggression can be justified into your bottom unity club? Because if not, then I don't think we actually have any disagreement here at all. You know, I mean, I, I don't, I wouldn't call it bottom, bottom unity myself, but I am happy to ally with anybody who believes that uh, aggression is always wrong. 
So here's the thing. The primary people who would support a unity position do support the non-aggression principle, at least in like some part of their ethos. They might not call it that, you know, they might call it the first harm principle or quote Hippocrates or some, um, but they, they would specifically um, not have a problem with following that principle mostly. And the people who are different from that, the people, for instance, in the egoist camp who have a, <laughs> yeah. who have a, uh, um, a, a complex more, I, I wouldn't say so. Because uh, I know egoists, and uh, and they and they definitely don't have a god complex. They're all dweebs. I disagree. <laughs> um, so but, we're ge- generalizing now, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I am. But um, Me, the anti-individualist. For for instance, the um, they would uh, they would consider it uh, probably a lack of serving uh, to do something like that. Every egoist I know uh, would not tread on somebody else and uh, only jokingly makes that uh makes that sort of statement uh be, like sort of the we we wear after your toothbrush communist joke yeah of uh, course that's a meme just like helicopters right. is a freaking meme for some of those people it's not they legitimately would support another junta. um yeah of course i mean internet yeah. hoppians i can't stand them well and hey you know i brought up one of them in the beginning of this um Volnost. we have we he he wants me completely removed from the internet because uh, because of the things I say. So you know, good luck with that, Josiah. But the point is that um, like people who are interested in unity will often try to find the best ways to find a, a sort of common ground, and uh, and aggressing against somebody's property would be a bad way to form that common ground. So Agreed. pretty much everybody interested in unity that I've spoken to is all about smashing the state first and then talking about economics later. Talking um, about. I don't think it would be a lot of talking. I think, not, be, I think there would be I mean, a lot of talking. We're talking about reversing millennia of programming. There's going to there's gonna be so much talking that they won't be able to record it. You know, like there's going to be a, to- a, a talk every hour. There's going to be like talks between nations. There's going to be talking. Talking is necessary. You know what? Maybe you're right. If that's the people who are left, the people that wanted to smash the state first, if we agreed on the same definition of the state in the first place, and that's who allied, and then we smashed the state, I'm, I'm, you're right. Because Which those we people, mostly those do people agree. would be more, those people would be more predisposed to peace and it's, peaceful resolution. It's been, it's been, it's been my my observation in this whole this whole thing. Um, I lean pretty far to the right already, just on a personal <laughs> level, but. I, from my observation, you know, I, I try to get, you know, I try to be friendly with everybody. You know, I'm not trying to start a fight, you know, I don't. And, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I'm a, I'm a nice Fun. guy. I try to be a nice, you know, Gumbo will tell you otherwise. Sometimes I get a little fiery, but then I, I genuinely try to be a nice guy. And I'm and, surprised Jeremiah hasn't tried to attack me yet. <laughs> like a wounded sheep out there just limping along. <laughs> I'm yeah. Joking, well, I'm I, 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 I attack people who I think would be good sort of, I think about radiating damage when I attack, and I try to pick targets that I think could damage a large group of people. Whoa. Oh, well, what, well, I'm alone, so. I, I don't, what, what are we, <laughs> your opening statement we was took, very funny. I, we took I, a, I thought it was hilarious. We took a hard <laughs> turn just now. So um, I'm not trying to yeah, radiate damage, but so I just feel like, you know, I feel, when, I, when I talk across the spectrum. It's good for right? unity. Yeah, well, <laughs> when I talk across the spectrum, I, I do try and find areas where, 
where we agree. And I think, I mean, there's a few guys out there that in all camps, they're just, they're just ridiculous, obviously, you know, and, and you just kind of go, okay, I'm probably never going to agree with this guy just about anything. But mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, my, my point of view on all of this is, you know, let's get, let's get some good freedom. Let's get freedom first, you know, get Liberty I, first. And, and there's and then, the other, there's the other go, component and then we'll go from it. there, you know, Liberty, I mean, Liberty to do what? Just, well, see, out, there's the, just out from under the thumb of the state, man. I mean, out from under the stu- thumb of the government and the state and just, and then you get that first and then we could talk about what flavor the economics is going to be in. And, and, and why wouldn't we have in my mind, like I said, I lean pretty hard left or pretty hard right uh, in, in economic perspective. I, I want, a market environment. I want to live like that. That's how I of course, want to market survive. anarchy is also a leftist position. Well, so okay. <laughs> there's also that available to you if there is a leftist paradigm. So, so you, I, you're a liar. I am a, I'm a total I'm, liar. I'm, yeah. But no, you know, there, there's, but, more, but there's more than mar- one type of market. If, if he's a capitalist, yeah, then, I got then you. He, yeah. there's yes, that whole we, market's we not have, capitalism collection. Yes, that's right. I, we, it, it, see, to be in my club, you need to believe not only in private property, uh, like I'm sure many mutualists would agree they do believe in, uh, but also absentee ownership is a big one. You need that one. You need uh, wage labor has to be okay. That that's cool. That has to be a cool thing to do. Uh, what's the other? What's another one? Uh, uh, oh uh, no, I forget. It's it's related to absentee ownership, and this is one. This is rent. something I and, struggle with. And what you're talking about? Not is- not rent because that's tied into absentee ownership, but. Um, Oh, what implicit abandonment. Okay. Well, <clears throat> but what you're talking about is like you effectively want the anarcho-capitalist paradigm. And if you wanted that in your community, right. you could have that in your community. Sure. It's, that, that's the thing. Like Walter Block, um, who I brought up earlier, had mm-hmm. a, a great book called The Case for Discrimination because his whole deal was defending the undefendable. Read it, yeah. And in, and in part of that book, he directly discusses um, – sort of voluntary communes and uh let me be uh like specific and read what he had to say on the subject because i think he said it better than i'll paraphrase it um go ahead the hutterites are a voluntary commune similar to the monastery the kibbutz in israel the food cooperative no one is forced to join against his will they may not live according to strict free market principles but their underlying philosophy is entirely in keeping with that of laissez-faire capitalism. They live, after all, according to the principle that all social and economic action shall take place strictly on a voluntary basis. Yes. The Hutterites do not seek special treatment, nor do they deserve any, but simple and elemental justice requires that their private property rights be respected, that no law be passed which violates their right to buy and own property. Private property rights, the recent Canadian constitution to the, to the contrary notwithstanding, are the bulwark of all human rights and liberties. So I think that relatively well addresses it because here's That's the great. thing. Here's the thing. Go ahead because I have something to say about this too. Go ahead. If you want to say that, uh, that, that private property is yeah. nothing more than property you own, right? No, and that you that's can not what dis- I say. And that you can dispose of how you wish. That I was about to list a bunch of things. And uh, e- even in your absence, um, that would include uh, certain pretexts in this sort of voluntary communist uh, arrangement where the commune collectively owns that property and can use elements of it in the absence of other members. Yeah, see, but the, the interesting the thing about notion this, of the, this the collective property, property notions that you're talking about are available within your framework <laughs> yeah, of yeah. property. 
Oh yeah, that's exactly right. And that's what I, and, and I said this in the beginning, I don't oppose collective property in, in principle. I oppose only property, a collective property that uh, people believe can be normatively obtained. I don't think it has to be uh, such, it has to be the case that it, you start with private property rights first and there, there's some initial uh, agreement among everybody, some contract or whatever, that the, that the property is going to be collectively owned. And it's bound by contract up front. It can't be, uh, I think, you know, Ace Arkist on Twitter? Yeah. Great guy. But we got into a, we got into a little uh, uh, debate on Twitter about um, uh, collective property becoming normatively owned. And he thinks that it can, and I don't. But uh, he, his example, and he would probably think this is a weak example. I'm sure you can come up with a better one. But the example he went with was, imagine there's like a tribe who walks to and fro, uh, I don't know, like a spring or something. They're getting water. And uh, they're in the woods, you know. And uh, after, after a while, it becomes a, it becomes a path. Uh, his argument was that um, even though they didn't necessarily agree that they owned the path, um, and there were there weren't any like explicit terms to it, uh, but that th that would be an example of of normatively uh, arising collective property rights that everyone you endorsed that earlier. Say what? You endorsed I, that earlier. I did. Yes. What way? Because you were talking about who has a better claim to property based on long term theft, and uh, it was all directed toward the discussion of I'm, like well, native I'm lands that were potentially stolen by this. So you're saying that. The Native Americans that were here, yeah, because they didn't write a thing down on a piece of paper, had no claim. Because that's I never trash. said anything about a piece of paper, but okay, I don't so think you that, said contract. I, that's you said true. sign a contract. What is think, signing a contract? The phone. Dude, they didn't have. Hey, those. you're straw manning me, sir. No, uh, I'm asking you a legitimate question. I'll answer it. I have I have very strong opinions on the. Native Where, where's the point? Uh, here's where I need to understand. Where's okay. the point of going with the flow of traffic? Like, like, cause he's talking about the pathway going to the spring. Yeah. Yeah. Is, I would be justified putting a house there. Nobody well, owns so, that. So that let, let's say that's going with the flow of traffic because it's, it's, they kind of set a thing up. Right. And they're doing it. Yeah. So can that be taken away from them? I don't yeah. think so. And nope. I'm on the size of, and, and I'm on the side of Hemeyer. I think don't block my driveway is a really reasonable ask. Who um, owns that path, Jeremiah? Nobody owns that path. Okay, then I'm going to block your driveway with a big-ass house because clearly the only thing you own is your <laughs> but four I walls and what's driveway. in them. I built that driveway. They I built that path. Or acquired it by uh, they, legitimate they homesteaded property transfer. It. They, they improved <laughs> they upon not. the land. No, yes, only they individuals did. homestead, Jeremiah. Nope, that's not true. Your family can true. homestead. And in fact, their family and homestead they ranches and they all over the U.S. They understand this. They understand they understood this up it then front. Too. They, no, they not necessarily. That's what they I'm did. saying. In, the, in, the, in this case, they never came to any sort of, they just happened to you. Like, look. If 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 a person uh. if a person just walks across land, that is not legitimate homesteading. Multiple people walk across that land. It eventually Multiple becomes a path. Multiple people walked across your yard. Eventually, it became your house. No, it became my house because I. I'm saying not my. I don't actually own a house, but that is separate. That is a. Completely I thought you built your driveway. Issue. It's not a separate issue. It's improvement upon the land. The fact that you don't like their improvement doesn't mean it's not their path. Improvement upon the land is not. Is not the uh, yes it is indicator for homesteading. No, yes it, it is. No, it land isn't. improvement is a guiding principle of homesteading. It 
Oh my God. No, it's cultivation for permanent occupancy and use. That is the principle. The for legal definition, not the libertarian definition. That is the libertarian definition. I'm looking this up right so now. So what are you, you saying? What? Oh talking. my God. You're going to look it up. <laughs> yeah. Go to I'mRight.com. Figure out your favorite definition for something. Look, Jeremiah, <laughs> you, can't, you can't tell me that, in, that, that a collective of, of people there's no such thing as a collective. It's a group of individual, <laughs> individuals. Okay. So, why, so why did you say that the left exists? Because that's the entire crux of our previous argument that you don't like the left. You acknowledged a group. I never said I didn't your like argument. the left. I, can, I explicitly did. said, I don't, you're not paying attention. I explicitly said that I don't like people who uh, support aggression against property. Which you said the For left was. At the beginning of our podcast on straw man all the time, you are the straw man king. That, you understand? No, I'm not. You said this <laughs> you, at the beginning. You, you said, no, no, you said this at the man. beginning a, of, our, of, our, uh, of our episode <laughs> on your show. You said this. You said know. that the difference between the left and the right is this property definition, and that because of that definition, the left cannot be libertarian. Yeah, that's fair. If 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 oh, that so is now the it's truth. okay for you to talk about collectives. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Well, no. well, you know what? Well, you know what I remember you saying just now was that I didn't like the left. I never said yeah, that. I, I, no, can we? Uh, uh, can we <laughs> dial yeah. this in a little bit and, and get back to kind of? <laughs> I, I don't oh know. So, so what's clear so far to me is that nothing. Well, I'm a horrible moderator. That's for sure. That's clear it's because, fine. because this has gone, this is uh no, I'm enjoying it. This don't is great. Wrong. This is going great. No, no, I, I have, I'm having fun with it, but, but it's not nearly, there's almost no order here. So that's okay. Uh, All right. If we'll I, go, if we'll I'm cool with it, you, if you guys are cool with it, I'm cool with it. But uh, so rather than just kind of going back and forth on who said what, um, what, well, I've, what, I've got some articles up here right now. It's actually okay. very likely that he's right uh, because I always forget. What <laughs> 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 so he's probably right that I did say something like that. Hey, Jeremiah is really good at catching people on like little uh, technical things, which is great, you know, for, uh, for argument, especially whenever you can go back and, uh, and review the tape. That's great. So well, I'm sure. I'm, I mostly just do that because like it's, my brain is very scattered and when I focus it on something, it's very good at picking up like stupid things. Like I'll forget names, but not facts. Like, and, and I'll pick up little, <laughs> I was talking to a friend who was upset yesterday and I, and, and you know, she was very upset. So I said, um, yeah, you should get some water. Your mouth is dry. And she's like, we were over the phone. I couldn't see her. And you know, she said, that's an odd thing to notice. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> that is kind of weird, but funny too. And, and, and I wasn't wrong because, like, I can sort of hear that. Um, anyway, the, the, the point is uh, the first possessor, this is from an article by Stefan Kinsella on Mises.org. This Great. is, and I'm, by the way, using uh, right libertarian definitions and arguments because I'm talking oh, to please, a right please. libertarian. I'm, I'm honestly super excited to hear this. Let's go. Which, which, is, which is like my strategy with all of this. I try to speak with people in their language. That's great. Perverted. Smart. I appreciate First it. First possessor, the person who plucks the resource from its unknown state of the commons is the only possessor who does not take it from someone else. This is why first possession imbues the homesteader with the unique status of ownership, i.e. the first user and possessor of a good is mm -hmm. either its owner or he is not. If he is not, then who is? The person who takes it from him by force? If forcefully taking possession from a prior owner entitles the new possessor to the thing, then there is no such thing as ownership but only mere possession.
But such a rule, right. that a later user may acquire something by taking it from the previous owner, does not avoid conflicts, it rather authorizes them. In other words, we can see not only that Lockean homesteading, which is essential to libertarian ethics, is, inextric mm -hmm. is inextricably bound with the prior, uh, prior later distinction and opposed to the latecomer ethic, but that the very idea of ownership implies that only libertarian style ownership is justifiable. Mm -hmm. And th that, that means if they first possess that land, if they first are the people who regularly use it, improve it by beating that path into it, use it as their regular trade route for water, then also, that's their said land. The individual. Okay, they're, yeah, that's and a, that's all groups a, are a collection of individuals, which means that all these individuals own that land. It's not land. collectively owned. It's not collectively owned. this question. I got this question on that, on that very, on that very thing. Right, like go, if, go. It, if it was one guy beating the path into the forest to the spring, and it was the same path that that one guy took over and over and over again, it went from his house to the spring and back. Mm -hmm. I think we would probably all agree. And if to say this happened over the course of months and years and nobody else touched it, nobody else had a claim to it. That's his path. You agree? Yeah, sure. No, I would blow dart him and take it. <laughs> I'm right, joking. Okay, I'm that was a joke. Yeah, I'm trying to not... lighten it up a little bit. So, so, so let's say a family of people say the same, the same family over and over again, same story. Is it, is it the family's path? It depends. What's the pretext of the, uh, of the development of the path? Uh, everything else is the same. You know, the it's, family it's, did it instead it, of the individual. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's, and, that, and that's kind of, and it's a genuine question because I don't know the answer. I just, so my one family guy, will so own so whatever so land uh, we improve. I'll say, like, so I'll like say a, it's me. I'll say it's me. Yeah. My house so like in, the, in the middle of the forest, I beat right, a path right, right. From, my, from my cabin to, to, to my little canyon where there's a nice little running stream of water and I get water mm -hmm. every day and I bring it back to my canyon and do that every day. Nice little path. That's, that's, that's my path, right? But then my, my family, my wife and my three kids, they take that same path over and over again. It's mm -hmm. now our path, right? Yes. So let's say, let's say now Gumbo yeah. and I have a home, uh, not necessarily the two of us living in the same place, but let's say we have the same, we live in the same little community and he and his family and me and my family use that same path. Whose path is that? Is that, okay. that is the Gumbo abolitionist path? home first, path. First of all, uh, Q, uh, I'm assuming that you and your wife already have a pre-agreement that you own property together, right? That, 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 uh, in, my, that, in my house, I own my wife. That, that agreement, though, is... <laughs> I'm, I'm is kidding. I'm kidding. I don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're that right. is yeah, the yeah, crucial yeah. component. It's yeah. not like a bunch of random yeah. people walk the path. So now we get to the contract thing we were so, discussing so, earlier. So now we get into the whole implicit and explicit contracts, right? So yes, is it an implicit contract if, if the entire community uses the path and they all use it without, without debate and without discussion and without... And with full agreement, and, then yes. Yeah. No, then that would be explicit, Jeremiah. Expl talking about okay. Implicit. Okay, so uh, the, the, the reason I'm calling it an implicit contract is that if they have full agreement, but they haven't written it down, they haven't signed anything, then to me that's still implicit because it's still within their minds. There's nothing explicitly stating it outside of their mind. Yeah. So they don't have to write it down and then put another piece of ink below a thingy they, to they make that a contract. Write it down. I understand that. They don't have to write it down. Then the it tribes had tribal agreements it. and it, it was to, theirs. That's fine. That's fine. If, it's, if it is communicated and explicitly communicated. See, this and is it the, was. This is the issue. That is fine. I have no problem with that. What I have a problem with is whenever things are not explicitly communicated. You that think is a all. commune isn't going to be specific about where their commune is? What? Uh, I think that it could be. Yes, I do. Then it wouldn't be a voluntary commune. It would be I a commune. Slow, 
that so it's would a be... straw man argument. We're talking what do you about mean? The, we're talking about voluntary communes. Wait, where did voluntary I straw man communism? You? Tell me so where, where I straw man you. So if if you're saying that these voluntary communes aren't right, uh-huh. because they don't have some sort of ownership thing that we just described that they do. No, um, the and be- problem isn't the ownership; it's the uh, 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 initial agreement, the ex- which creates the ownership. No, the homesteading creates the ownership. The homesteading requires that initial agreement. Uh, no, the initial agreement comes first. That's why it's called initial. Then you homestead. The use comes first. The, the agreement comes second. No, the agreement has to come first. The agreement comes before the homesteading with, no, with that justified collective property. With justified co- okay, okay. You could have the case that like I built a house and then like we come into contract. It's like, okay, we're all going to live together. That's probably true. I or a family. That. Yeah. And then we come together. And a that, tribe and is just an extended that's justified family. justified collective property. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. No, I see. Okay. I could see that. If you build something as an individual, but if you, if there's no homesteaded property to speak of. There, there uh, is. Okay. What I'm saying. Okay. Imagine starting a tribe from scratch. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no, there, there is no home. There's no TPs or huts or whatever they live in. I'm in. Uh, I'm huh? in. I'm in. You want to start a tribe from scratch? I'm down. Let's do it. We need and to have a spin prim yeah. podcast where we just talk into pine cones. Um, <laughs> no, I, I just think that there, if there's nothing, if there's nothing to start with from scratch, uh, there's plenty to start with from with, scratch. No, 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 no. I'm saying if there's no, if there's no comp, uh, 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 homesteaded property to begin with, it's it's virgin land to begin with. Yeah. You have to have that. You have to have the contract first. Otherwise, a guy's just going to build it. And That's then... how homesteading always happened, except when the state got involved. Literally, okay, I totally agree. Fu- li- I don't think that I literally don't think that people would just find land otherwise. Yeah, literally. That's the. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So people would just find land. People would establish like a a, a single house or a family farm or a you know a tribe or a you know a, a commune even on this 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 land that they found. They would improve that land and as a group own that land. Dude, actually, can I pick your brain on this? This is related. Uh, this is something that uh, I think about a lot. Um, we got to talk about the tribal land issue really quick. So uh, imagine like a nomad. They go around uh, a pretty large area. Maybe let's say it's 20 people, a nomad tribe or something. Um, they have like their favorite spring spot, their favorite fall spot, you know spring spot they have like a nice fishing spot and everything uh then one one year they uh come across and there's uh some settlers or whatever right that built uh a house on their favorite spring spot uh do you think that the natives are justified in running them off of that spot i'm doing an unintentional mukbang here because i uh normally eat around this time um that's all right so you're good let me be very specific they should defend their land better. They should clearly mark it. Yes. Most of, the tri- most of the tribal lands were clearly marked. They had sacred shit set up everywhere. So realistically speaking, that wouldn't be a problem if the nomad respected property rights. But it's also not the case that you could just set up a, a, some tribal thing, like put a flag in the ground, right? And, and, and that would be uh, sufficient for claim. It's not homesteaded. It's simply well, used. You, you don't put a flag in. 
Huh? You don't put a flag in. You would have to establish some sort of use of that land, and that would build something there. And well, build, beat a path, um, make a regular way to transfer water from that stream to somewhere else. Um, have some sort of um, you know path guardian or something like that. That sort of thing, like make sure that uh, that there's a reason that only you can use that territory. Um, and that gives you that legitimate claim. Um, now, there's a certain ele- there's a, there's a certain element here where I think we've hit critical mass in terms of the amount of people here. Um, that's a oh boy, significant. Pro- I don't. Hold I on. think that could be true in the future, but I definitely don't think it's true now. I'm I'm not saying like overpopulation. Oh. What I am, what I am saying is that there's a critical mass of the amount of people here as to whether or not somebody could just say, this is my stream now. I don't think that's reasonable. I don't think anybody in the modern day would make the argument that I can just go up to this spring that like, for instance, uh, serves an entire community. That Nestle um, uses? Yeah, basically. And say it's mine now and you can't use it for any reason. I think that's, complete trash argumentatively speaking because you're essentially saying that the only limits of my property are where i can expand my property lines to um and that involves essentially might makes right that's when you stop being a libertarian no and hold, start on, hold being on hold on an authoritarian. whenever you say expand my property lines too um as long as as long as that expansion is is justifiable, and as long as it's homestead, look, I don't think that you can you can draw a huge fence around a hundred acres of acres of land, and then that's just your land. I'm definitely not one of these types. Uh, right. You have to you have to homestead it all. Like right. you might be you might be granted like uh, some acre or something like that. I know there's lots of theories about this, or and you might you might have to grant easement or whatever it is. But like, yeah, you can't, you definitely can't just expand property boundaries like with a fence. Right. I, I was building state. agreements because I think we were on the same page there. You know what? I think we actually are on the same page most, like 99% of the time. And we just like arguing. Well, um, you know, okay. Here, here's here's a, <laughs> a fun thing. All right, go. Um, I'm, I'm going to find this because uh, there's, a, there's a woman who writes for, uh, for Agoras Nexus, uh, the, the place that I write for. And... Um, and, and that's the thing, like, I'll write for anybody who, who's willing to pay me, basically. Um, and Agoras Nexus uh, agreed to employ me. Nice. Um, so I'm, I'm, like, writing for Agoras Nexus, even though I support, like, for instance, mutualism, syndicalism, etc. Um, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll write for pretty much anybody. But this person has been an agorist for a very long time, and she knew Konkin uh, personally. And uh, one of the things that she said um, was an interesting quote from Konkin about uh, the, the sort of split between Konkin and Rothbard. And I think it relatively well addresses, um, addresses this particular issue. So I'm pulling up the Konkin-Rothbard div- divide on agorisnexus.com. Are you about to read? It's, it's a very short quote <laughs> by Wendy McElroy. Um, and this quote goes, uh, goes the following. Rothbard had a principle of human behavior, the 10% rule. Reasonable libertarians who were 90% sound in their beliefs had a 10% deviation that they spent 90% of their time justifying. This was a self-fulfilling principle in Rothbard's case regarding his support of the LP and electoral politics. 
they spend 90% of their time supporting 10% of their what now? The, uh, their, their ideas. Their ideas. In, yeah. in, instead of trying to find some sort of unity with people. See, see, see where we are all. And that's, that's been my whole spin on this whole thing is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty, I, I lean right. And I think I do. And, but it doesn't mean that I don't want to get to know other people and find common ground and, and focus on what our, what our common enemy is. And then once Cause we, I could be totally wrong. I could say, you know what? I will grant you this, Jeremiah. I will grant you that. I know I have talked to, I've argued with ANCOMs for years, man. And I have definitely run into some agreements with them. Like definitely on police is always a big one. Uh, definitely on intellectual property. That's another huge one. Maybe, uh, I don't know, brutally murdering pedophiles seems to be a really popular one. Who knows? I know that there's definitely things I'm that in. we can align on. Yeah. Wood chipper. Well, I'm in. That's on the that. big. Yeah. <laughs> all in. That wood chipper, bro. Pushing it in. All in. All of it. And, yeah. let, and, and let me remind people I have a petition to get them banned from Twitter. I've signed it. <laughs> no, I haven't I, signed, I, it, but I signed I it. Yeah. But, anyways, yeah, I know that that's like your, I know that's kind of the big thing. Uh, or I don't mean to sm- straw man you, of course, but I, I don't mean to mischaracterize, but I, I believe that's your big thing with uh, ANCOL, anarcho coalitionism, uh, just to like find what we agree on and unify there and just ignore the things that we disagree on let's ignore more like protract our disagreements i I feel like it's i feel like it's a prioritization yes you know let's let's focus on the big stuff because we all kind of agree on the big stuff i think But how is the big stuff not private property right i know i keep coming back to this yeah well well, because see here's everything to me here's the thing if you for instance end the drug war yeah that's gonna solve a huge chunk of private property disputes and personal property disputes. Um, it's also going to stop the continued aggression against course, the working class. Of course, that's one thing we can agree on. And, I right, agree, and that's, right. that goes for the police. Like, there's definitely so, those things, so, yes. So, so Anne Cole is about building coalitions that can be completely built and completely dissolved at any point. And the reason for that is, first off, that if you can't dissolve them, it's not really anarchist. It's just another authoritarian coalition where we get to force people to do what we want. And then second off, um, if you build them, you purpose build them. And I'm writing things on this. Honestly, I was kind of stupid with how I, I, and I've said this repeatedly, with how I came out with this idea because I hadn't totally told people how it worked. Like it was all, it all worked in my head, but I hadn't like put that out there. So I'm writing things, you know, I've got this manifesto I'm writing and no, it doesn't what? come with pipe bomb recipes. Okay. Um, so <laughs> Why not? I mean, I'm, it'd be I'm, a heck I'm of a lot. It'd be a heck of a lot cooler if it did though, bro. Right. Um, I want that, your face the, on that cover of that manifesto with the beard and everything. It'll be somewhere. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. But, but, but the point, um, the point is that like, uh, first off, if I am going to do stuff like that, it's going to be encrypted torrents no, probably we won't even know yeah you are not gonna mention it on this podcast <laughs> second off the general thing is when this is all written down it's gonna be make a lot more sense the specific coalition thing because basically what it is it, do, you, do you are any of you familiar with the concept of splinter cells yeah i know the okay. yes. game. yeah uh, okay yeah. so do, do you know how the splinter cells were organized Derek? no tell me about it Okay, basically, <laughs> you've got the head, right? Like the head of the CIA, for instance. Uh-huh. And um, he assigns agents who pick factions 
called cells, and these cells splinter off, meaning they don't have direct access to all higher levels of uh, of the chain of command. Got it. So this is a command uh, the way the command is passes yeah. down, like a chain of command, but in in, in that context, yes. So basically, my idea came from that, but from an anarchist perspective, where there is no chain of command. So basically, you've got cells of people who choose to overlap on certain issues to get things done, right? Yeah. And those that overlapping is built ad hoc and Where's broken the what it needs that, to be. In that splinter cell. Thing? I mean, wherever people agree to. I mean, that's the thing. Within this framework, it'd be more like a chain of honeycombs with nobody, like necessarily at the top. Like it's not honeycombs in a beehive sense where there's a queen bee. There would be whoever decides that they want to organize in in, in sort of a, a co- collaborative structure with other people on certain issues, they could do that. And it'd be not a total organiz- organizational like like overlap. It'd be organizing on specific issues that we can uh-huh. agree on, for instance, the drug war. In the drug war, you'll make agorists happy, you'll yeah. make mutualists happy, syndicalists, communists, all of them would be happy to see the drug war ended. That's how one great you, example. How would you feel if I tried to form a coalition with like a minarchist libertarian to, you know, good luck with that not good good police. luck with that good luck with that not getting statist. I mean, get, it's get, certainly get not rid an of the police. at that point. Oh, how is how is getting rid, we all have the same goals. I think, th- I think there's a lot minarch- of goals that we share. Minarchists so, don't share all the same goals. How about, but that, see, that's the thing, though. You're, you're, you're trying to expand the concept to its like parent concept, yeah. which, would, it, which is essentially there a straw man. There are absolutely statists who what, want to hold, reduce hold on, hold on. taxes. Is better. Oh, come on, man. You talk for a which, long time. Which is essentially like a straw we have, man. We have, we're, we're talk- we have great libertarians who that are alive today who were doing lots for libertarianism trying to lower taxes come on you party don't want to lower taxes party arcs huh? and taxes have been gradually growing not necessarily forever. always party arcs but i mean no, like, they're if always you advocate, party arcs. look if you advocate and try to eliminate the drug war or intellectual yeah. property if you mm-hmm. oppose that yeah. i mean there's status who oppose that we can find alignment with that as well that would be a so, coalition it just wouldn't be an anarcho coalition i think that's, that's the thing I was yeah, but it's that. but it is still getting us closer to anarchy we are theoretically still, maybe yes we're going they closer don't sell you to the out. bottom oh, in that a perfect is what the goldilocks scenario where they don't sell you look out. sure i think that you're making compromises and you i know that you think i'm I not making compromise. compromises that's part of this thing that you are making compromises i'm just Uh, i'm just not willing to throw out the baby with the bathwater. i'm not making compromises all right there's see that's part of the align align yourself with align yourself with uh people who want to abolish private property would be a compromise don't you think first off to achieve some stateless society without private property again uh, from that Walter Block perspective I brought up earlier, yeah, but that's uh, voluntary communism property. together that's with private together that, with then laissez you're not an capitalism. Then you're not has an nothing to be ashamed of on moral and economic grounds. <laughs> they can each hold yeah, okay. up their heads high, they're not far from they, enemies. They're, they're actually merely opposite sides of the same voluntaristic coin. Are together, you reading they again? Must, yes. Listen, together they must listen. battle state coercion, whether <laughs> called okay. state capitalism or state socialism. The point left. The point is, left versus right oh, is a man. red herring, the reddest and perhaps the most misleading red herring in all political and economic theory. That's an ANCAP saying. Am I even and, having a conversation with you? 
Am I yes. having a conversation with you right now? Because I'm bringing up what other libertarians said. I'm somehow not having a conversation. You're not That's talking not to me, dude. Works. Talk yes, to I me. Am. Yes, I am. You're I talked reading directly something to, you. to okay. me, dude. I read Listen. something to you after talking to you for a really <laughs> <Okay>. long time. <laughs> Listen, dude, you, you've read constantly. I just, I, look, I, I have. No, actually, I, most of this time I, I wasn't I reading at all. It. I, that is a straw man and a mischaracterization. <laughs> I have an army of straw men in front of me. Let's let's. You'll never touch me. Hey, uh, I will. I will say that the two of you did have some moments. You had some oh, moments. Oh, great! You, you met. You met. And and this is good for me because I'm an idiot. I don't know nothing about any of this stuff. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't think. Ah, whatever. Go ahead, man. I know you're you're trying to wrap it up. We've been going on for a minute. Yeah. So I I think I. There's a lot we could probably. There has we, to be a part two to this. Yeah, there's, we can do there this again be. if you want. <sighs> we have to. Maybe we got to structure it a little bit better, I think. But, but I, and it's not, <laughs> if you guys aren't, and I don't want to twist your arm either because you certainly you don't want to mute me, maybe. Yeah, you certainly don't, you don't owe us anything. So, so we, we do appreciate you guys being here. I think we cracked open a lot of eggs, man, uh, and, and, and talked about a lot of different things. Um, that toothpaste I'm, doesn't go back. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm <laughs> interested. Yeah. You can't unsqueeze the toothpaste. I'm I'm interested in seeing where this goes. I want to see more about this 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 conversation of bottom unity. And um, from my perspective, I want to see us focusing on uh, in, in much the same way. I think Jeremy and I think you guys both kind of feel the same way too. It's just the, the the discussion is where where do we draw the line, right? So where is the unity? Yeah, the unity is important, no doubt. I want to see. I want to see, like like Jeremiah said earlier, guns pointed up. You know, uh, I want to see the bottom libertarian. And I, don't, maybe, I don't disagree with that. Maybe the questions we need to be answered, you know. Yeah. But, you know, we, here's the thing. Like the elites are glowering down yeah. at us from their ivory yeah. towers and they're very happy to watch the peasants. Yeah. And, and that's and, that, and we've said that on the show before that, you know, when we're fighting amongst ourselves, we're not fighting them. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and, you and just, we're yeah. letting them build their forces. Absolutely. And they get better organized and, you know, more, you know, I don't oh, know, man. Well, we're quibbling I over who they, gets to use a stream. fight amongst themselves all the, all the time too. But uh, <laughs> listen, you guys have done a heck of a job. Goals. I, I heard that and, and I saw it and I heard that you caught yourself. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. You guys have been doing a pretty good job. So I'm on my best behavior. Over here. Hey, <laughs> if I ever get the privilege to go on burning boots, I'm bringing soap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Just wash everybody's mouth up. <laughs> So let's. Uh, so who do we? Uh, who, who goes first? We want to. We want to wrap up with some closing. Stick. I always play black. I don't care. Okay. So let's do this. You, you <laughs> what does guys, that mean? Is that like Jeremiah. a chess thing? It's a right. chess thing. Yeah. White. Yeah. yeah. Chess is inherently racist. White goes first. Got it. Um, so uh, I'm gonna go ahead. Let's let's have Derek go first. I want you to. I want you to give your. Do you have anything to say? I want. I definitely want you to I, plug plug all your stuff for sure. And then, and then kind of give a wrap up on that. And I don't want to put a time limit on it because, but I, yeah, I, 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 I won't, I don't know, man. I, I don't, I don't have to take a lot of time or anything. I, I don't, I feel like everything I have to say has already been said. Like, I don't, I don't want to say it's obviously true. I mean, not everyone is going to agree with, with everyone yeah. on every issue. That is obvious. No one, if you believe that you're a moron, of course, like we, no one here would think that that's the case. Uh, and I know that's not what advocates of bottom unity strive for. I know that. Um, but I just feel like if you want to find a strong unity amongst libertarians, I think you should just stick to supporting people who uh, most align with your own ideology. I don't know whether it's private property or whatever, but 
we have a lot of own issues with our own ideologies. Like we fight all the time about stuff. You know what I yeah. mean? We need, we have yeah, our we own do. problems to work out. And I, it, at least to me, it's harder to reach out to, to people who don't even agree with private property rights, yeah. even though we have like some, you know, some mutual agreements, like you think it's bad, you know, when we're fighting amongst ourselves and that is what the elites want. You're right. They do want us to fight amongst ourselves. Uh, but you yeah, won't get sure. more cohesion by advocating that people with diametrically opposed ideologies uh, ought to be coming together to fight the state. Yeah. I feel like the vast majority of ANCOMs don't like the police. I mean, that's true, but uh, so do the vast majority of minarchist libertarians who happen to also, by the way, believe in private property rights. I, I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm wrong with this, but I do think that it, I, I would align myself more with Ron Paul than I would with... Uh, Oh God, what's that guy's name? Uh, Richard Wolf or whatever. I think I don't even think he's an ANCOM. I can't even think of a popular ANCOM right now. Caught slime, Peter. Cotton. I'm familiar with him. That's true. That's true. But he's yeah, whatever. I, we've actually done reaction videos to that guy. I I like a lot of what he says. In fact, I promoted one of his videos today where he talked about how much of a monster Barack Obama is. Nice. See, and that's the thing. Like I understand we have some alliances there, but he'll also go and i mean you've probably seen his videos where he's just like why anarcho-capitalists are not capitalists sure or like but that's the is reason capitalism voluntary but that's the reason i would disagree line. that's that's the reason i would disagree with him as well so let me be very specific i'm willing to debate leftists if you're a yeah. leftist like thoughts lie peter yeah. coffin i'm willing to debate you you know on the on the idea that anarcho-capitalism is possible in the same way that i'm willing to debate people on whether or not anarcho-communism uh, is possible on their terms. But let me be very specific. You, you talk about property rights, and then you want to support a statist when the state is a gang of thieves writ yeah. large and That's fundamentally right. opposed to yep. property rights. Because they you say that you are diametrically themselves. opposed yeah. to, to everyone on the left yep. versus not everyone being, on the left. Diamet being <laughs> diametrically opposed to authoritarians, which might say more about your ideas than their ideas. Because the fact is, if you support the state, you fundamentally oppose private property because the state claims to be the steward and owner of all property, which is why they claim the privilege to tax. Mm. Yeah, yeah so you know what? I don't, you know what? You're right. I don't, I don't support any of them. I said I ally with them more so than I would a communist. Why? You straw manning guy <laughs> <laughs> why because at least they respect private property rights enough no, they don't uh they do more so than somebody who wants to abolish oh. it entirely look lo less they've less, already less abolished it taxation is theft. Are, are, taxation are minarchist is theft. on the bottom strip we no no okay okay the bottom strip is zero percent authoritarian yeah yeah that would be like the one or yeah one or zero uh no, but they like obviously taxation is theft. Uh, I the think state is less, a gang of thieves. Yes, and they will tax them. They will tax you and take your private property to sustain themselves. Uh, but there are definitely statists who think that sh it should be less. How about we try and weaken the state? Why can't we just use them? Why can't we try to say, yeah, taxation is theft? We need that less would of be that a coalition, but it they, would not be anarcho coalition. That's fine. That's fine. You want to call me a statist coalitionist? I think yeah, it's sure. status to uh, aggress upon private property. 
and, well, and to ally yourself with anybody who wants to do that. Well, again, know. we're talking about voluntary communes, which means that they own that land. If they're Whether voluntary like communes, Jeremiah, they own then that they land or not. Property. If, if they started with private property. That's the only way. There's no way to start if with you have to think private of it that way. There's no I way to totally just fine. Okay, great. Good. I, I, you know what? I knew that we didn't have anything to actually disagree on. This was all just a lot of fun. But see, that, <laughs> but see that's the thing. It's a language dispute um, more than yeah. anything else. Yeah, you want to say that the, that the state is not involved in capitalism because you're ignoring their definition of capital um, and because you fundamentally disagree with it, even though they have a better etymological claim to that particular use of the word capitalism. And that's why that's people... And that's why people have been on Peter Quinones's podcast, The Free Man Beyond the Wall, to talk about how we should eschew the use of the term capitalism. Lately. You should read and, the first two chapters and, of Hoppe's uh, theory of socialism and capitalism. And you should read Markets, Not Capitalism. I, dude, I'm familiar with that. I actually kind of agree with the premise of that book. I do, you're right. I do want to read that. Uh, so call the Markets, Not Capitalism. Yeah. Uh, no, but capitalism is private property rights, and not, you can be well, a socialist, mar, uh, a market socialist. Do you? So and you just sell personal property. As, as as we wind as we wind this down, here's here's a question for both of you guys. And you guys kind of hit on it already. Is is the word capitalism means different things to different people, and uh, do do you think it's worth trying to salvage? And uh, you know, you, yeah, you know, you do. Well, personally, you, do you I want don't. To put the effort but I'm willing into to work with people who do. Well, you're right. Yeah, I guess you're right. But, uh, you know, I, it means different things to different people. And when, when we talk about capitalism, or at least when I talk about capitalism, not to put any words in anybody else's mouth, I'm talking about free markets. I'm talking about free voluntary free exchange of goods and services. And it has never existed, right? Not, not unencumbered. It's, it's never existed, right? It's, been, it's always been, you know, influenced or... The black market's existed. Yeah. Hashtag Gray not market real capitalism. Has. Yeah, hashtag not real capitalism. Hashtag See, here's, here's the thing. So, but uh, Here, here's, here's the thing. I don't use that term um, to describe what I like, but I'm willing to work with people who do because, I don't funda use... because fundamentally, uh, if they want to say capitalism is free markets and I want free markets, then they also have to say that the markets haven't been free. They also have to say that right. anarcho-capitalism. We are not living in capitalism. That anarcho-capitalism is the new capitalism. And yes. that's why I almost I agree with that say state capitalism versus anarcho-capitalism there you go that is exactly hoppa's view of capitalism but a lot of people but a lot of people hate it when i say state capitalism because they're like oh capitalism is nothing but private ownership and they're full of you know I don't know. I think, I think let's, let's, that's let's, not let's, what it's been. Let's let's wrap it up. I think I think you guys are you guys have 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 had a really good conversation. I've enjoyed it. I've had a good time. Yeah, yeah I learned uh, a lot. Words yes. have been losing their meaning for a long time. Absolutely. Yeah. People change the cha people change oh. the, change the meaning of words all the time. I'll plug Agorist some. Not mine. Get the online etymology dictionary plugin for uh, for Chrome or Chrome I'm based browsers. I'm not because then nobody nobody a word and then search the uh, the etymological definition. That doesn't work. Go back to the word's roots. Oh, it does. It's worked with a lot of people I know. It doesn't work. People it, people just it believe does. that it believes what they you know what they've always thought it was. Like yep. people Some think people, agorists. You're yeah, being collectivist again. <laughs> oh god oh god hey let's let's uh we could go down this rabbit hole forever let's uh let's wrap all it right, up all right let's wrap it up so uh derek yeah yeah derek uh where, where can we find you man where can you find derek? uh look up burning boots podcast it's a lot of fun all right we're not yeah. very we're not very smart 
<laughs> but we don't care. We have a lot of fun. Right on. Jeremiah, where can we find you, buddy? Uh, you can find me at jeremiaharding.com. Also, just coin tr dot ee slash insanity is free. I've been pimping that out a lot lately because it's a very good service and every agorist should have it. Um, it's what you, uh, you can list a bunch of crypto addresses, a bunch of ways to receive money at the, uh, at the bottom as well, and also all your social links. So people can find everything. It's like the link, uh, the link sharing sites, but less corporate and more cryptocurrency oriented. And it's free to join. So get a, get a, get a crypto coin tree uh, right as on. soon as possible. Everybody hmm. should. Um, and you can find all of my stuff at uh, uh, cointr.ee slash insanity is free. Got it. Thanks, man. I'm going to go ahead and end the recording. Don't go anywhere, guys. Thanks, thanks for coming on. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Unshackled Liberty. Now's the time where we have to pay some bills. And, and, and I guess, what do, they, what do they say? Pay some bills, clean up shop. I don't know. What, is, what are you just kind of... Sweepers, sweepers, man, your brooms. <laughs> we just kind of pimp all your stuff, right? So like, yeah. so, like, if you wanted to, if you felt like you wanted to do this and you wanted to help us out financially, uh, we won't say no. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash unshackled liberty where we have a patch club. I think it's $3 a month. And we'll send you our... our uh, send you our morale patch it's like a velcro patch you can put on your stuff it's kind of dope um if you like our if you like our show logo you're gonna like the the uh the patch because that's what it looks like and uh, and then of course you can also support us at anchor.fm slash unshackled liberty that's uh those are the guys that actually put together or distribute the uh the podcast for us but you know what's cool about anchor.com nope nope no wrong one anchor.fm slash unshackled liberty is you can leave a message for us um, I kind of think that's a cool thing. You can go in there, you can leave us a voicemail. You should leave us some voicemail. Yeah. And if it's cool, we'll play it, man. I mean, if you're dropping F-bombs and you're like saying nasty stuff, we're just kind of like, thanks, but no thanks. But man, if it's... If we'll it's, laugh about it, but yeah, it yeah. we can't use it. Yeah, we'll, we'll laugh between the two of us and, and whatnot. <laughs> but we're not going to put it on the show. But man, if you leave us something funny, something stupid something intellectual right i don't know yeah. even something uh leave us a message yeah we want to hear we'll, from you we'll, we'll drop where are it. you yeah who, who are, are you? you who are you yeah yeah and then of course um you've heard us do it before and we're, we're going to keep doing it if you guys are musicians and you want to send us an mp3 of some of your original work um you can send it to unshackled.liberty at gmail.com yeah and uh Where's our bass players? Where's our guitars? Where's the keyboardists? Yeah. Where's exactly. our flute players? Harps. Where's our? I want a jazz bagpipes. Flute. Jazz, jazz flute. Yeah. Well, piccolo <laughs> even. It doesn't matter. Anything. We we, we want to <laughs> provide a platform for you, creative people, to to express yourself. Yeah, dude. If you guys play a mean ukulele, let's hear it. Let's hear it. So so there's that. So you can send us that email. Uh, we'll play it. Um, so that's it, right? I think anything else we're missing. If you want to follow if you if we want to follow you on Twitter, who who, who do we who do we follow there, Gumbo? I am at Crypto Gumbo on Twitter, and I am at Q underscore Abolitionist, and we have a show page at Unshackled underscore L, and we're most active on on Twitter. But uh, but you, I, I have a little Facebook page that I almost never use, and that's really just to distribute the uh, 
the the show on Facebook. But if you guys wanted to follow us, we're most active on Twitter, um, and we'd love. We to also chat. have a Discord, Unshackled Liberty Discord, but uh, we still have to build upon it a little bit more. But it's still there. It's kind of like entry level, guys. You're dealing with. I mean, yeah, we're we're Gen Xers, but we're kind of on the kind of on like uh, you know, we, we don't we don't understand a lot of that stuff, man. <laughs> not, am I not allowed to say that? All right. I'll just joke it. All right. So anyway, hey, thanks for your listenership, guys. And uh, we hope to hear from you. Mahalo.